Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Terry, and I'm the consumer. Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Millard, and I'm a comic boy. My name is Chris Losek. I'm a comic man. <laughs> and we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. A podcast? A p- pod podcast. I got none of it on my shirt, on my face, hey, on the microphone, on I the think, table. I there think you go. We're all body dry, but about to be very mouth wet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, let's let's taste this beautiful beverage. So. Oh my God! What the hell? The oh, yeah, um, it's so good. The beer that I decided to bring. We don't have a beer sponsor today. Um, we had Hannah from uh, High and Dry, but uh, she had some last minute things come up, so she had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have her back on uh, when she is available. Uh, so I went to Bosky Brewing and I picked up Pickle Up Effect, which is similar to Pickle Down. Uh, oh, wait, Pickle Up Effect. The other one is Pickle Down, Down Economics. Down Economics, yeah. Uh, so this is essentially just the imperial version of that. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's, it's, uh, it's very similar in its flavor and profile I, and its mouthfeel. Yeah, I've never had this. And when Chad brought it in... I asked if he'd ever have a pickleback, and this tastes like a a like a, a beer version of a pickleback. It's just like the pickle taste comes through, but it's not as like punch you in the face as just sucking some pickle juice out of a jar. Right. That's yeah, the, sure. the weirdest thing about when we had pickle down economics. I was not looking forward to it. I mean, just the sound alone is. You're like, yeah. oh my god! I mean, pickles are fine, but why would I drink pickle juice? Oh, I I, I suck the pickle juice. So for me, I was like, ooh, a You're pickle like, yeah. beer. <laughs> but it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, it's palate cleansing. Mm-hmm. It's not a regular sour that you're used to. No. It's it's I like it. It's, it's delicious. It's got that vinegary like bitterness that that, that base taste that comes with pickles <clears throat> and like brining, but it's it, it doesn't sit in your mouth the way like a, a nice stinky pickle does. By the <laughs> way, when I drink pickle juice, um, Sarah won't kiss me for the rest of the night. So Sarah, I what are they guess thinking? I'm gonna be kissing him tonight then. Hey, don't worry, you got two men that would love a kiss kiss. Oh, thanks, guy. I mean, oh. only if it's pickles involved. Pickles, pickles have to be involved. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so ah, anyway, ooh, hey. So this, uh, so this is pickle up effect. It is a double pickle goes. It is eight point three percent. Oh my god! Fifteen wow. IBUs. Four minutes. I love getting pickle drunk. <laughs> pickle drunk. That's uh, what I pick. Yeah, I was about to say we're gonna be pickled. <laughs> We gotta stop those. Oh man, we gotta turn off Joe's mic. Yeah, <laughs> where is that? let's cut that real quick. Good old editing. Thank God it's not live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Needless have- to say, um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bosky Brewing, and I, I yeah. I'm a big fan of this pickle down, uh, the pickle down economics. You know, when when it when the, I guess it was Pat or was it? I think it was Pat that brought it, or was it Jessica? I think, I think it was Jessica. Jessica brought pickle pickle um, down economics. You know, I, I like pickle a little bit. But I hate cucumber so much. Yeah. I'm always apprehensive because sometimes it's not pickled enough, so you get that cucumber. Okay. You know? So I don't I don't pickle all the time. But this is a solid beer. Yeah. And it's nice and refreshing. I don't like gauze I don't either. Very much either. No. But, but this it's rules. not my style. I don't like sours. I don't like goes. Yeah. I just Is it goes? 
or Gus or I Goze. It's Goze. Um, it's Goose. No, that's, you're just missing an O. <laughs> well, I mean, pretend it's there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Something I like about this is, is, like, how how often can you go into a beer place and, like, they have the same, like, four flavors, right? Yeah. You know, because it, it's, it's like um, it's There's like always desserts. a lager. There's always there's, an ale. There's you, always an IPA. And there's yeah. always a porter or a stout. And they all they all tend to stick within the same flavor profiles, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could taste uh, beers from certain breweries are from that certain brewery. Well, that and, like, you know, stouts. A lot of places are going to have chocolate or nutty stouts, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah. that that's super common. These guys fucked with a pickle beer, and uh, I can't think of any other place that has had a pickle beer. You right. Know? I, I'm, I wonder how unique it is. I know there are out there. Yeah. Because um, I've seen them before. Before I saw this one, I, I had seen one once okay. or twice. But I never tried it. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. It's think pickle tastic, man. Like if you have a chance to get Bosky Brewing, yeah. pickle down or pickle up, yep. it's all good. Definitely worth a, a try. I mean, they had a jalapeno one, and it was a little much. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. They only came in the talls, like the ones we're drinking. Yeah, the pickle down comes in the in the regular twelve ounce, but these talls, um, that jalapeno one was too much. Oh yeah, I don't know what it was that was different. I mean, obviously the jalapeno. Obviously that, yeah, but I don't know why it made such a difference that I didn't like it as much. I don't know. Yeah, I, you'd think I'd like it better. It's, it's for me. Spicy. I didn't. Yeah, I don't like spicy stuff anyway. And it had what? I don't know. It just it stuck like with me stuff? the wrong way. Not that the beer itself was bad, just like for me and for my style, I was like, I don't, I don't like the spicy one. Oh sure. So I get it was, that. Fair it was good to come back to to this guy. Would you mess with a green chili beer? I, I'd try it for sure. Okay. I, Why don't we have a green chili beer in that's Mexico? It, that's the thing I'm thinking. There's, right? there's like, green chili beers out there. Yeah, I just I've feel like one or two there should be haven't been great. a little more like ubiquitous because green chili is literally everywhere here. Right. Um, it's not like that trash Pueblo chili. Yeah. We have the real good New Mexico green chili. So I mean, that's not wrong. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong, bro. <laughs> um, and anybody who says that's wrong, they're idiots. But, they're obviously um, from Colorado. <laughs> fools, buffoons, ice idiots. Um, well, you know, oh, wow. I wouldn't call them all names. Some of the people in Colorado listen, and they are. Oh, no, friends. no. I, I like Colorado <laughs> yeah. just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. But don't claim green chili, you sons of bitches. Yeah, <laughs> stay off our turf. But, uh, yeah, I read somewhere that, like, 95% of the green chili that is grown in New Mexico stays w- within New Mexico. It yeah. just do- it doesn't even hop right over the border. Like, El Paso doesn't get green chili, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I think places like Colorado, they try and grow their Pueblo chili, and they try and yeah. sling that up there. And I think El Paso has some stuff, too. But Yeah. But well, it, it's funny. As soon as you well, cross I mean, over the border, there's there's so little in the way of this. Right. And yeah, I read it was like it's it's close to 100 percent of green chili stays within New Mexico. It's just such an interesting little pocket of flavor that they could totally. you know local breweries could really be dumping on. Then they probably are right. I've had green chili in almost everything. You could think oh yeah, of. I had just green like, chili. I'm just surprised that there's not a green chili beer that's a mainstay. Exactly, that's a, yeah. exactly. That's a mainstay because I've seen stuff like it before. I mean, I just tried a uh, peanut butter whiskey. And it was really sugary, and it wasn't for me. Was that screwball? Mm, yeah, actually, yeah. it was. It was screwball. I haven't had that yet. It's 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 sweet, and okay. it uh, it smells really peanutty. And when you drink it, you're like, okay, this is like a. It, it's a. It's. I would describe it as a mixing whiskey. It's okay. a flavored whiskey, right? So obviously, right. it's going to be good for yeah. mixing. Um, but you know, th- like that was I. There was a person slinging it at the grocery store. I feel like you know, sling that green chili beer. Make yeah. a make a few dollars, for sure. Yeah. Also, so we just trademarked that uh, green chili beer is now owned by us. Yeah, TM, TM, all TM, you TM. breweries, lick our 
whatever. Lick our trademark. You got to yeah, lick our yeah. trademark because you got to yeah. you got to go through us now. Or lick a stamp because you have to put money in an envelope to send it to us because it's our idea. Or you so can Venmo me. Yeah, yeah. But instead whatever. of instead of licking our deep, deep, deep trademark, lick the stamp and send us money. Yeah. Um, but this pickle beer is uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I I could see myself drinking a six pack every so once in a while. You know, yeah. especially I will drink one. Like I ha- I've had a six pack or two. And it's like once every week or three, you know. Right. And yeah. I think that's a, like that's kind of how I was saying. It's like it's a palate cleanser when you want to drink, right. but you're like, man, I'm uh, like for me personally, I, I've been drinking a lot of beer lately. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just kind of beered out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We had the IPA challenge. I'll tell you all about that in a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and just with with trying as much beer as I have, after a while, you're just kind of like, man, I need. I something don't want to drink that. Yeah. When we did the IPA challenge last year, it was like that. We were just like, cool. I'm not drinking IPAs for at least <laughs> for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but... I started drinking that honey whiskey that he at Palmer had oh, yeah. over there, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah, Palmer stuff then, is great. Like two or three of them later, I was like, oh no, I got to call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh, no. <laughs> Always call an Uber, kids. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, it's not cool. No. <laughs> None of the cool kids in case, are doing it. In case anybody was wondering, it's right. really not Just a cool so guy know. thing to do. No, no. Is to drink and, Douchebaggery. Yeah. So I went to, uh, I bought tickets to the IPA challenge, and I actually bought two- um, Tickets to Paradise? Two different, <laughs> two different events. I bought tickets to the first event, which was the VIP-like- it wasn't that funny, Joe. What the <laughs> fucking, your timing is what made it so good to me. Uh, that's the point of comedy. That's the point. Timing. Uh, but I, I so the first one was the VIP um, like announcement party. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What? It's uh, just basically, this stupid idiot joke. <laughs> basically, I I went in after all the judges had tasted all the beers. Okay. And uh, and then they announced the sixteen that were moving on to the public opinion tasting rounds gotcha uh which was a lot of fun and i didn't realize at the time i didn't realize that i don't get to vote at that event you just get to show up and have oh and just all drink yeah. yeah just drink oh so, so you were like doing your normal spit it out thing where you're barely tasting it no they didn't have it kind of set up like that they had it was set up like you know go to different stations and they have four or five beers there and you can taste which one you want and so i just i went around to the breweries that i know i liked and tried all theirs and i wrote my little notes or whatever to see who who was going to win and if i was close at all but um and then i bought tickets to the final event where it was you know you sit and you taste the the things and you get to vote but i didn't realize at the time i was like oh i'm actually not going to be in town for this (laughs) oh so i gave yeah i gave the tickets to my boss i was like here you go so that's cool she was very appreciative yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I believe Boxing Bear is the one that won. Which oh, is really? crazy because, um, you know, they've been around longer than most of these breweries. Mm-hmm. Have they really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boxing Bear has been around for quite a some time. time. Did, a didn't they just open ones. up a new location up on Tramway? A while ago. I think they may have shut that one down. Oh, really? After COVID okay. stuff. Yeah. But I know they did have one up there. It could still be there. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that location is still up and running. Okay. Um, I haven't. I ha- I don't think I've tried a boxing bear. Yeah, that's good. So, but yeah, they've been. They're not like a, a new young baby face brewery. No, 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 they've been around like a decade. I think. Yeah, I could be wrong. Been around, but for, a been around for a while, quite some time. Because they were tucked to, t- 
tucked away back uh, in Rio Rancho, uh, kind of by in, Star in, Tattoo. Yeah, it's it's in the same shopping center as Star Tattoo. Yeah, same parking lot because technically it is a mini mall like that. All Star is that next to the video game uh, yep. place? Yeah. Yeah, oh. Star Tattoo is right next to Gamers Anonymous. Oh yeah, but yeah, they yeah. are I just a little bit same. east in the same yeah. parking lot, but a different mini mall. Oh man, I know that lot. That's uh, yeah. not too far from where it you used live. to be. Uh, yeah. It used to be like a dive bar. Yeah, that a lot of. Uh, like uh, bands and stuff. Bands would, would play there. there, but it was always kind of um, jockey. Jockey. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I would, I wouldn't go there very much. It wasn't my watering hole, even though it's right there at the end of Corrales. Just yeah, because yeah, it's super close. To it your was place. always kind of the. They didn't play punk rock there. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but that's the that's whatever it was before boxing there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, um, but yeah, so I guess they won. Good for them. Good for Congrats, them. guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe we can get them on. Maybe they can box our bears. Maybe. Barely. Hey, Barely. could you keep clanking that thing? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Because I, I, you know, I wanted you to do it for at least five more fucking minutes. Cool. So cool. What a good so, sound for people else? to listen to. <laughs> I do adjust, man. <laughs> Calling me out. When you got to adjust, you got to adjust. Yeah. That's why I have the editing skills. And when we do this and it's long and dragged on, <laughs> then it makes it long and dragged on editing time. So, uh, <laughs> so what's been going on around here? Well, Ooh. today was uh, lo- small business Saturday. Yep. Okay. Yesterday was Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, both were good days. Yeah. The day before that was Thanksgiving and we were closed. Yeah. Very good. Um, but the day before that was big. Um <laughs> It's been busy. Been yeah. busy, yeah. People yeah. have been coming out to support. And, I mean, around this time, we always expect, you know, a, a big, uh, like a, a jump in business. But, honestly, it's been bigger than it has in previous years, in my experience. I mean, yeah, compared to five years ago, I we've had a better Black Friday than I remember having in many, many years. Um, we've also been seeing a lot of really cool stuff come traded in. We've had some very cool collections, stuff where it's like, oh man, I can't remember the last time I saw this sort of So last Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, it was last Saturday. We were, you know, doing our normal thing and a guy walked in and he had blue plastic like grocery sacks yeah. oh, like, full of comics. And I was like, like oh boy. plastic bags? Yeah, plastic yeah. He just came bags. in with oh plastic God. bags. Like the ones and every- that are banned now. Yeah. Right. And, and he walked in the door and I'm standing uh, right behind where you're sitting. And when he comes in, I think I was working on the order or something. Yeah. And you were. And I saw the bags and he's like, hey, I got some comics to sell. And automatically I go, oh, great. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just going to be. Some Richie Rich and some 90s comics. If, and, if we're, yeah, if we're lucky, that's yeah, what right, it is. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, so I had very low yeah. expectations, but he right. put the first bag down and I could see through the top of the bag. King size annual Hulk number one, and I'm, automatically I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this might stop be good. touching no, that crap. Yeah. Give it to me. Set it down." Sure enough, it was the it was an intense, intense Silver Age Marvel collection. It was, yeah. Oh, um, like so many keys that I can't even yeah. go crazy, and and I'll get to the keys in a second. But yeah. as as he walked in and he start, I start to like we, separate yeah, we're, the we're bags slowly. Them. Yeah. Another guy walks in the door, and he had been in the week before, and he had talked about some books, and people do that all the time. They talk about these big books they have, and yeah, then, right. then they never show up. Yeah, we or hear whatever. all the, bra- yeah. like that, you know, the, those braggarts are like, oh, I have the, you know, I have a Fantastic Four number one. I'll bring it in. And it was like, yeah, sure, you sure. are. We yeah, had a I guy who tried to sell us some moderate keys, not not great keys, you know, like late 80s, 90s keys. Yeah, yeah. And he kept talking, you know, you, you give me a good deal on this, and I'll bring in my uh, Detective 27. And we're like, yeah, oh yeah, we're that like, guy, okay. yeah, that guy. Yeah. And so, and I was like, okay, whatever. 
I'm not going to give you a great deal on this buy just because in the hopes of yeah you know, right um uh, and sure enough he came in again he's like yeah man I still got that in safe deposit box and I was like cool bring it in and then we never saw him again right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's just that's just how it goes that's part for the course at yeah. a comic store yeah, yeah. you know yeah it's you know, but, it's frustrating it is what it is um but a guy brought in some stuff and he said oh I'm going to bring in some books next week are you both working and I was like yeah man I'd love to see that if you have it. And he comes in right after he has, like, this dude brings in all these silver keys. And on top of the pile is... I I, I thought he was just... I'm looking at this crazy silver collection all of a sudden. So right. I was, I was like, focused. I was like, yeah, I'll be right with you, man. And he's like... And, and, and so he, he said, I brought that 129. And automatically I went, oh, my God. Ears perked up. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> so I like he's I, I step away from the silver collection to you know look at this other one and the top book is an amazing Spider-Man 129 my eyes dart to all oh, four corners man. and it's like oh no no this is not a reprint this is original and it is in amazing shape it looks like it maybe was opened once and then put away out of the sun it is over a 7.5 and it's like <gasps> man. I, I, I can't remember the last time I held that book that is the best copy I've ever held. And for people who are listening, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man 129, the first appearance of the Punisher. And it's a key. It's a it's go, a heavy go key. Go-go boots and all. Oh yeah, go-go boots. Put my also you put my daddy Punisher in them. Good, good go-go boots. He had a small stack. He did, but yeah. you know it was like thirty comics. But you know, Amazing 129 is is not right. your average everyday comic. No, no. I, it was in a shape that I can't even express how good it was it was it, it was chilling it's like, so good i'm sitting in to get it graded before we sell it that's yeah. because crazy, yeah for collectors like seeing that you get a chill up your spine because it's the kind of book that you just don't see it's holding the price of like a really nice used hyundai in your hands <laughs> i mean pretty much <laughs> yeah um the used car right here. yeah, yeah. Oh, but absolutely. he didn't just have that he had a uh ghostwriter number one yep. the uh, uh johnny blaze ghostwriter and that yep. was also in fantastic shape the colors looked like they hadn't seen sun it looked like in brand new book yeah and he had a he had a handful of books like that was so that a doctor one and a few was that a ghostwriter number one or the first appearance though? no it was a ghostwriter number one five it was just a ghostwriter ghost number one yeah but still uh, yeah still still and that was really nice but that one i chose not to grade because it had some fraying at the bottom that i felt that yeah. cgc would hold against us pretty bad and it would get a seven seven five okay yeah. um but honestly still in great shape and then we had uh uh, uh hellcat number one or cat number one yeah it was cat it was number the, one which was the first appearance of cat who eventually becomes hellcat yeah and that's even on a, like the top hot list right yeah. now because and they found an enough, actor for a, it. Another oh, one, they? another one in that same list is also now a hot book, and it was the first appearance of Dead Man. But like the second collection was very small compared to the first one. But they but were all paid way fit. more money. Yeah, right. because they were all in so much better shape, and that's the thing. We're always talking about condition, right? And the condition of that second collection, even though there's only a couple of books, was so much higher. We I obviously paid double. We, yeah, we had I to pay. The other guy. We had to pay so much more yeah. to get it, but. Yeah. It was because we'd never see books in that shape. The first collection had a whole bunch of first appearances of Spider-Man, but they were like entire not, covers not ripped off. First appearance of no, Spider-Man. No, not first appearance of right. Spider-Man. No Spider-Man appearance. books with first appearances. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Thank you. Not amazing. Uh, but it was like there was the first appearance of Kingpin, the first appearance of the Scorpion, the first appearance of the Lizard, yeah. but they were on such rough shape, it looks like they could have been in a garbage. You God, know? That, that Lizard... Uh, is one of the worst is, is comics. It's so bad. It's, it's recognizable. It's like mice got to it or something. Oh, like, no. It's yeah. brutal. There's a few books in that collection where it's like, oh, man, these are Second old and rare. Was, like the cover was just off. Yeah. yeah, and there were so many that had been taped and retaped, and because of that, obviously, they're not worth a ton, but there were yeah. so many key books that you just never see anyways. First so. Vision. 
Yep. First yeah. Gwen Stacy. First Mephisto. First Mephisto. Yeah, there was um, first Scorpion. There was yeah. first, uh, yeah, Kingpin. First Lizard. There, I mean, there were a ton of first. There was first like Missing Link. Some weird ones. Yeah. Um, but there, the, the 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 lion's share of it was Thor. And oh yeah. We're talking like ninety through one hundred and eighty or something. Yeah. But I mean, those are you know mid sixties, late sixties. Mm-hmm. Still pretty hard to find key books. Right. Um. I mean, there's not a lot of keys, I'm sorry. No, yeah, but there's not a ton there. It's an important run. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it was really cool to see all these books. And then, you know, we were just freaking out. It was, you don't see a, most of those books no. at all. Right. Much less, you know, it's like, in a collection together. It's, and he said he has an amazing Spider-Man number one. He said the reason he was selling it was that his kids kept reading them and he felt that they yeah. were just destroying them. He might as well get them to somebody who would I know, and we were like, okay, if you have that, you you can't let a kid read it. Yeah, don't let your kids Letting touch a kid anything. read it, you could, it. You could these, suddenly lose over $1,000. These are comic books. They're not for kids. That's what right. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to stop right there and say, man... Let your kids read your comic books. Absolutely. But don't expect to get a lot of money out of them if you do that. Right. Yeah. They're for reading. Yeah. That's the point of a comic book. If, if you get it graded, well, there goes the reading. But still pretty darn cool. The The collection was significant. And, you know, we've sold so many of that collection already that it's yeah. it's paid for itself already. And, right, which know, is good. And, and the, it would have paid for the other collection, too, already. And both, both people who sold the collections, they you know, it's one of those things. We... You know, we're talking with them. We're joking around. We're having a good time. But ultimately, both of them were like, these have just been sitting. Right. We, we we want someone else to get these. And as a collector, the moment you find a book you've been hunting for, that moment of elation, and you're like, hell yes, this is filling a slot that I need. Like, they were, both of them had said in, you know, I don't know, almost the same way is like, we just want someone else to get a, get something out of this. Right. You know, because it's just been the guy who brought in the amazing 129, he said it'd been in his closet for 12 or 15 years or something like that. That's a good spot for it. It, it, It's a great spot for it. it. But that's the thing. He didn't care, you know? Right. And, and for him, it was, you know, he got a really good deal. We paid quite a bit to get it. Yeah. And now someone else is going to get it and it's going to mean so much to them that they finally have it. Right. They're like, I have never seen it in a store. Yeah. And now that I see it, I got to get it. Yeah. I've only seen an original print of that come through the shop once in the last five years. Yeah. And it was roached. It was missing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And he wanted. Perfect you know, money like, for it. Yeah, yeah he was looking for money. thousands. Like, no, dude. Like, like, we're going to sell this for less than. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's, that's how it goes. You know, some people don't get the game. Yeah. And some people do get the game. And that's okay, too. You know, right. when you bring it to a comic book shop, you're not getting full retail. You're not no. doing the legwork. You're not putting I, in the effort. And you don't. You I know. think that's like a. I think that's a topic we cover like every single time. All the time. Talk. It's yeah. always it's, coming up. Right. You know? It always comes yeah. up. And it's always. Because it's, it's always something. We just recently got a customer complaint. Um, because a guy, the day before, he had come in and wanted a $450 Star Wars figure. Oh, And the next yeah. day, he came in with some Legos. Yeah. And was expecting top dollar on, like, he, he told Joe, he was like, I, I'm looking to trade this to get that figure, but I don't want to trade at all. I just want to get to where it is. So tell me what you want. And when I looked at it, he wasn't even there. Right. You're yeah. like, and so he got uh, super annoyed and pissed off. And he was like, put this and this. And then in the complaint, he's like, well, they didn't even look up the, how much the value was on this stuff. And I was like, I don't need to. That's, you know, you brought crushed boxes and common right. Black Series figures. And the other thing is we're we're a business and we're upfront about that. We tell you you're going to get paid a percentage of what we're going to sell for. 
I mean, we're not a charity. We we sell this stuff to make a profit. And in my experience, Chris has always paid really fair rates, you know? Right. And it's because of the fact that, you know, he pays fair rates that the store is the best store in the state. And we've been open for over, you know, two decades. Like, you don't survive if you're just always trying to rip people off. But some people still yeah. think like, oh, well, this is valued at 500. That's valued at 500. Why can't we swap? And it's like... Well, that doesn't make sense business-wise. Right. And sometimes, If I've you been know, sitting on this thing for 30 years that hasn't sold, they don't think and I think either. that's going to sell, I might do that. Yeah. But that's a different right. story completely. Exactly. Absolutely. And honestly, we do that. Sometimes people want something that's like, well, this doesn't have a, a wide mass appeal. It's, you know, sometimes we'll have like a weird esoteric, you know, sci-fi figure and they're bringing in Star Wars. It's like, Oh well, yeah, we, we, like right. the chances of selling this Star Wars significantly higher than selling this, you know, Matt Murdock. Yeah, I mean yeah. Matt Murdock, um, Matt Maddox. Yeah, or like, uh, or so the sixties, or like a John Carter of Mars, you know, <laughs> or like a big Who? Lego man that's like three feet tall. Oh, we sold yeah. that sucker today. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe that. And you know, we we always try to be patient and like explain things to people, but it it, it happens so frequently. Where we tell people, hey, you're going to get paid between you know yeah. this percentage, this percentage of what we're going to sell for, and most of the time people get it. But every so once in a while, there are people who just don't, and they're like, they're ripoff artists, and it's like, well, that's fair. Can't can't win them all, right? So like, yeah, what yeah. are you going to do? We we get so many more compliments about how we do, you know? Yeah. Than one complaint right. from a guy who doesn't quite get it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, whatever. And in this, I industry, could tell he was pissed too. Yeah, and in yeah. in this industry, I mean. Not for nothing, but we have some very unique characters oh, yeah, in, yeah. in this this hobby that we have, mm-hmm. and some of them are more unique than others. Yeah. I had a guy bring in the first appearance of Echo, which is like a late '80s, early '90s Daredevil book. Okay, not important. I mean, but right now she's getting her own show. I was just about so, to say, yeah. So he mm-hmm. brings in this book, and he's like, "Oh, this is going to be worth five hundred dollars." So that's how much I want it for. And I was like, uh, "You want me to pay?" based on an assumption that something's going to be valuable as opposed to like what it's worth. Right. That's sorry, homie. That's not the thing. And so, Eh, you know, whatever it happens. And what we always say, it's our slogan is a cess (laughs) Levi. That's your slogan. I know that's the Astro zombie (laughs) slogan. (laughs) Everybody says it now. It's the cool new thing. People were saying yeet for years. Now it's cess Levi. Tag us on. Tink tock. Nobody says yeet anymore. Tink tock. Yeah. Tink tock. The Insta talk. Man, this 8.3% uh, pickle beer is uh, getting you going. Oh, Brian yeah. in my hole, buddy. It's good. Brian and I, I like it because it is a little bit of a slower drinker, too. Uh-huh. Just because. Oh, yeah, because of, there's so much pickle. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of mellows it, it, everything out. It, you know, man, the more I drink it, like it hits you with that sour. You do get a sour taste, but it doesn't like it doesn't linger. And I don't get the. the do you have to? How do I describe do you it? Have like to? A, yeah, oh, I'm do talking about linger. Oh baby, um, so yeah. Do you guys ever get that where you have a sour pickle and you get like a, a tingle and your eyes kind of like twitch? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you bite into something sour and you go ooh, and you got to chill up your spine and your eyes like twitch. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, not Maybe my eyes. I get it at the back, back of here. my throat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the yeah. jaw. So this doesn't give me that, but I still get a really like good sour, bitter, like vinegary base. Okay, What's base. Your- Base. I was burping off, <laughs> off mic. Air. Yeah, but that's good comedy, bro. People love a good mouth no. fart. I don't know anybody that does that. Or I like think that's hilarious. Where people burp. I like think I'm talking. I think burps are so funny. So one of the things I did pick up <laughs> from the top shelf. Yes, yes, yes. Is uh, Tell us your top shelf the shenanigans. first appearance of Nebula. 
Uh-huh. Nice. I took that home. I already have that. <laughs> and I, the what a problem! I have, what a problem bought, that you have. The one that I bought, I got for uh, thirty four ninety nine. Damn! And I think yeah. I got it a while back. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, once once I really latched onto Thanos, <laughs> I started getting. <laughs> wow! <laughs> once I latched onto no Thanos, I really started um, collecting like kind of tangential characters around him and. So I probably got that a while ago, but uh, but yeah. So now I have two of them. I like how you start your whole sentence again, so you can just cut that that one <laughs> out completely. <laughs> right? That's how you do like, it? See what I'm doing there? I see. Yeah, because I'm a goddamn professional. Yeah, I, that's what <laughs> I think of when fuck. I think of Chad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there are a couple other ones up there. I was looking at some of those Thor ones with uh, Adam Warlock and him. Mm, oh, but and yeah. we also got the first him and the first. So there's it's. it's it's Fantastic Four sixty six, yeah, and then it's Thor one nine one sixty four, something like that. Yeah, Thor yeah. one sixty four is yeah. like technically first him, and in the in the Overstreet Guide, it's they put quote unquote in Adam Warlock in sixty six and sixty seven, and then he's actually out in the Thor book. Yeah, yeah and, and is that that's the one with the cover of the cocoon breaking open, right? No, no, and, that's and Fantastic so, Four yeah. sixty something. Yeah, so, and in Thor, he's on the cover and he's staring at the viewer, kind of reaching towards the viewer. Right. Um, and in, in and it the says o- him on the bottom, all big. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And in the Overstreet Guide, it is credited as Adam Warlock, but it it's the first appearance of him. He's not named. Right, he's not Adam Warlock. We, we kind of had that same conversation about um, Kang, how yeah. like, technically his first appearance Ramatut, was Ramatut. 19 Fantastic Four, yeah. Right. But this was a, this is slightly different because that was a retcon where they're like, oh no, Ramatut is, is Kang. Him too. But right, this right, was right. always the plan, was him melded into. And like right. they didn't change his image, they didn't do any of that. He just... Oh, you know, he was him and then he was Adam Warlock, but looks the same, same origin. Yeah. And... Kang, it was slightly different. So, you know, this is one of those. That's one of the reasons the Adam Warlock books are kind of all raising in value equally. Oh, yeah, all of them. And I've yeah. I've got one of them, the one with the cocoon on the cover, where it's like half open and yellow and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. I have Stan Lee signed right on that. Yeah. Stan Lee, yeah. who's that? So this guy. So this is back in the day. There was this guy. His name was Stan Lee. He met this other dude named Jack Kirby. What they did was they decided to make some funny drawing books some children's books one of the guys who wasn't really happy about it so he never told anybody that he actually made comic books he actually (laughs) told people that he was an author uh, which is I mean technically right but anyway (laughs) nice nice that's a good joke Um, that's not bad also uh, that same collection we had the first appearance of Mephisto who is now canon in the Marvel Universe Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. No, he's at, he's in Star Wars. I saw on the uh, poster they have a uh, little TM. The M is for Mephisto. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. This is a, uh, I like your this like, is a WandaVision deep dive joke. stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. WandaVision joke. I love it. Uh, yeah. It's actually a very good joke. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, it was a pretty good joke. Yeah. <laughs> because cause everybody thought that anything I know, dude, everything it was, was Mephisto. Every week right. they're like, oh, Mephisto's coming. Oh, it's Mephisto. And there's a cat. That had to have been him. Yep. And you know what's funny? I think they knew that in Loki because at one point in it's like the first episode. They absolutely do. They, mother, they does, totally do. They they, yes. they they dunked on the fans so hard because in the first episode of Loki, everybody was saying like Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. And then in the first episode of the Loki TV show, a little girl points at a horned devil 
in like stained glass because you know uh owen wilson is like wow who did this wow. and uh, this little girl points wow. at a devil and he goes yeah thanks and it's like oh shit mephisto confirmed nope fucking loki idiots <laughs> <laughs> no it's literally the name of the show yeah you stupid oh, morons so you think though. we'd give you mephisto no nah, you get girl loki thing, though man like we need, oh we we got that too first enchantress oh yeah we do have oh, first you? enchantress yeah nice <laughs> speaking of first yeah. speaking of uh, so it's just funny that you know the fan speculation is fervent right oh yeah no uh, it, it goes nuts and, and I'm cool with that I love it I mean it's a lot of fun to yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it yeah and even I was having speculations just because the way uh, Agatha Harkness was talking about her her the old ball and chain. Yeah. And, and yeah. Like she was dropping the hints. Yeah. Oh, heavy. And then you never got anything. Nope. <laughs> nothing <laughs> Zero at all. Payoff. Yeah, they nothing. never followed nope. through. Nope. No. So, yeah. Not yet. I, yeah. No, absolutely. We're going to get a full Mephisto uh, story arc next. So did yeah. you hear that, that that song that they did, the Agatha Harkness song, it got, it's like nominated for a Grammy? That I makes sense. Know song it you is, know why? But... It's, it's the fucking monsters, dude. Oh, is it's it? the monster song, and they kind of changed it a little bit, like Vanilla Ice changed fucking Queen. Right, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And right, my, but <laughs> Vanilla Ice is goes dun 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 dun, dun but yeah yeah it's so different. It's, it's so different, different, Chris. But it's totally different. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't sue. Words, you can't but, sue. I mean, the sounds, the style, the it's it's the damn monster. It song. is. Yeah, it is. And the I'm monsters. like, really. You're yeah. gonna win a Grammy for copying a song and changing the freaking words? Yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I know. I Do know they you own have. The right? Did they own the rights to it? I mean, it's uh, Disney, so I, mean, I think they own part of the U.S. Well, yeah, right? Sure they yeah, they so, own but I mean, the, I think I it, think they own all the the natural national parks. Disney does. No, I mean the monsters. Like, I, I mean, like maybe <laughs> oh, yeah, that's dude, why they the, got away with it. That's why they got away with yeah. it. They were so like, the we question own really it. is. Who didn't, you know, was it ABC or NBC or what did the monsters initially? Yeah. Right. And then who bought the the rights to it post that? So if our fans could uh, uh, actually write yeah. us and make let sure us to know. like and subscribe and then uh, leave your comment on the bottom yeah. on my YouTube channel. Can you smash my comments? Um, smash them. Or you just follow us on Twitter or uh, Facebook and let us know. Or send us an email. Instagram. It's yeah. all on the front. You can also come by Don't the store and just tell us about the monsters Patreon. if you like them. You know, yeah, there I love go. the monsters. <laughs> we turned on the original Adams Family today to watch on yeah. Amazon Prime. The, you yeah. can watch the Adams Family, the original ones. Mm-hmm. And I got very confused because I was like, "Oh, is this the new Rob Zombie?" And then I realized he's doing the damn monsters, and I'm an idiot. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, a fool. Yeah. So dumb. truly so a fool. Um, yeah, so that's comics. It's comics. It's yeah. been busy. It's been good. It's been enjoyable. You know, there's nice. not a lot of change. Um, I will I will tirade real quick. Uh oh. Oh yeah, run rampant. DC changed the release days to Tuesdays. Oh uh, yeah. Marvel's doing Wednesdays, but now Marvel's also being run by Penguin Random House, who also did DC, and they kind of like were part of the the Exodus. So now we're finding delays in comic books. We're getting shipments that are just poor, poorly done. And then last night I discovered. That FOCs, which is uh, an acronym for Final Order Cutoff, on some Marvel books aren't the same in Diamond as they are in Penguin. And I missed a book for this month's, for January release, because of it, and I'm super pissed. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so- the Many Lives of Wolverine, the Final Order cu- cu- Cutoff was the 21st of November. 
the final order cutoff for previews where it was listed when I when I went to put it in, it wasn't there. And I was like, what the hell's going on? It's in the book, but it wasn't on the computer. I'll look it up. The FOC had already passed. Oh, wow. What? Horrible. By three days. And I was Horrible like, what people. the hell? So I looked up number two, and sure enough, the FOC on that is like the 19th in the middle of December. So there's like this shakeup in the comic world that is making it very difficult yeah. for comic shops yeah. to order and, and remain cons- consistent. Right, get yeah. consistent books. And one um, of the we hard things to- about that is you guys take the brunt of it from the customers because they always blame it on they what do. they can. I mean, and it is what it is. Yeah, We lost a longtime customer because we were missing books. And some of it was probably my fault. But not all of it was, and he left, and we were like, well, I guess, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> right now, he's probably pissed because all the comic shops are dealing with it, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, I'm at my new comic book shop, and I don't have any of my books. And they're doing the same thing. Most regular yeah. comic readers are definitely creatures of habit. They find the store, True. they find the people they like, they come in on the exact same day every week, or, you know, they, they, they follow their rhythms. To. Man, I would jump yeah. through hoops for that cut. Co- that dude. Oh yeah, no, 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 and that's the thing. Like comic stores, like the people who work there typically love what they do, and they will bend over backwards to try to please people. But you know, when you're dealing with a busted, crunchy system, it's kind of hard to make everybody happy and like deliver what should be easy. You know, three, two weeks ago, we were supposed to have a, a signing for an indie book called Thud. Yeah. Um, and the book was supposed to come two weeks previous to that. Mm-hmm. It still hasn't shown up. Oh, wow. It's coming next Tuesday. So we had to cancel the signing. Yeah. And, you know, when you look it up, it still says that it came out three Oops, weeks ago. Out. Yep. Yeah. And and there's a lot of online websites that use release days, and they say, oh, this is the books you need to look for in your, or your LCS this month. Right, right. Or this week. And then they come in, they're like, I'm looking for this. Or if they're subscribers, they're like, where's my this? And every Wednesday we're having the same conversation. It didn't show up. It wasn't even on the invoice. Yeah. And it has me questioning whether or not I ordered the damn thing or not. So I'm constantly trying to like look up and make sure I ordered this shit. And uh, things are difficult right now in the comic world as far as ordering yeah. and receiving products. Do you think that they're actually actively working on fixing that system? or because I would hope so, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, because it's... At, at what level is it like, well... Like, this is just your guys' shit to deal with. I mean, there honestly, there's a lot of passing the buck. Now there's slightly less of it because there are multiple distributors. When there was only right. Diamond, it was always like, no, screw yeah. you, whatever. What are you going to do? You don't what have are you any other do? We all used to bitch else. about Diamonds being yeah. the Monopoly, and now that it isn't, we're, like, bitching that it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, damn but, it. Um, it's not just that that has, like, uh, affected the comic industry. There's a national paper shortage. Um, it doesn't get talked about that often because you know it's 2021. Well, you, you don't need paper for Tink Tonk and Instagram. Yeah. But um, yeah, you dang, <laughs> you dang millennials. Um, but uh, millenniums. Yeah, millenniums. Millen- you dang millennium the hell's falcons. An aluminum falcon. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's not just that. Diamond was hit with a ransomware attack. Did you hear about this? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So someone had uh, hacked the mainframe. I know what I'm talking about. And uh, Diamond's website, they were down for multiple days. And I remember I've just been helping out around the shop and I'm trying to order stuff and I can't get through to their website. So I think, oh, it's a bad, you know, internet. Nope. They'd been hit and it's caused a ton of delays. And yeah, like, so it's, you know. Trying to get your your favorite ongoing book for the next couple of months is going to be kind of hard fun yeah Yeah. totally well you know it is fun 
What yeah. is fun? Bounty hunters. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I heard about so those fun. guys, those rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would so, you like to talk about your book, sir? I would like to talk about my book. <laughs> this isn't a book that came out this week. In fact, it's uh, three weeks old or, yeah, three or four weeks old. Totally cool. Our, um, uh, it, it's, you know, we've been off the air for yeah, a few months. Yeah, I was going to say, our normal schedule is all up in the air, just like. Just like the ordering process oh, right man. now, we're going through some things. And oh so my we'll... god! Pot kel- calling the kettle black. Am uh, I right, boys? Uh, goodness. So I'm. There is this big, and we've talked about this already. Uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters. It's actually over. It's done. Oh, is it? The war yep. is over. Finished. Okay. And Boba Fett is. Yeah, Boba Fett won, according to the picture books. I see. right, right. Spoilers, yeah. guys. I mean, you know, if you didn't know that Boba Fett won, he's the one who gives Jabba Han Solo in Jedi. So you know he won. <laughs> so they right? spoiled it already earlier? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they spoiled it in 1984. Those chumps. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, it was it was a fun little journey to watch how they got there. Yeah. A lot of the books, the side books, uh, were completely unnecessary, but I still enjoyed reading them. Yeah. And we had talked about how fun it was before. Um, right. So that's all good. And it's and it really, it was kind of a setup for this next thing, the Crimson Rain mm-hmm. thing, okay. which is... Uh, if you saw episode eight, they made a big deal about the, the stupid dice yeah. that were on the Millennium Falcon. And you could kind of almost see them in episode four. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Those are real important. And then when the solo movie came out, they were super important. They were like, that was like the, the Deuce Moxie of like how, how Kira and Solo, like she had him the whole time waiting for him and he was waiting for her. Blah, blah. Right. Stupid. Um, stupid. So I really hate the dice. Yeah. Just because they shoehorn the shit out of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, they are doing the same thing kind of in the comic book where they're, this War of the Bounty Hunter story was a cool little, hey, this is what happened in between Empire and Jedi. And that's what all the Star Wars books are doing. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. But this was a setup for Kira and the Crimson Dawn okay. and this new storyline, which is Crimson Rain. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. So this was like a seven month, six month, like stepping stone towards that story which is going to be coming out in a few months but it was good right it was good yeah, for the most so. part i mean you know there was a few duds the dr afra book i'm still kind of disenchanted with unfortunately uh did it not pick up for this one no i mean a little bit okay but it was unnecessary there right. was the darth vader book is what it's all about and then the yeah. solo war of the bounty hunters book man darth vader consistently has been probably the best star wars comic it's like since they, know. they rebooted it they know like to, yeah They're like just make sure vader's good and we don't care about the rest of it yeah yeah as long as vader's good yeah. Um, the reason I'm talking about all this is that there was a one-shot IG-88 book. IG-88's awesome, cool. We've never seen a whole lot of a- about weird, him. Weird, long robot, you know? And who doesn't like a long, weird robot? Indeed. Yeah. Something that vibrates, something that moves. <laughs> yeah, dude, my um, favorite thing. <laughs> needless to say, uh, you get IG-11 in The Mandalorian, and he really builds on the IG-88 lore because they're the same damn thing. He's just an early model of IG-88. Yeah, right. Just a different bounty hunter. If you played the Knights of the Old Republic game, you also made friends with an IG unit a thousand years ago when that game was supposed to take place, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Yeah. Needless to say, I was excited to read this book just because I'm a fan of IG-88. I like his design. I like I like that it's a bounty hunter. I like that it's a droid. I mean, you know, it, it it's cool. Then when you saw IG eleven, you're like, oh man, look at how like he spins his head and his torso and his body and all these different things at the same time, and he's like just doing badass droid murder stuff. Yeah. 
And so I was really excited to read this book, and it did not disappoint. Um, good. Oh, good. Rodney Barnes is the writer. Guia Villanova, who I, I may have said that wrong, which is something we like to do here at Craft Beer and Comics. Is Favorite thing say is Say all the stupid. creators' uh, names just, poorly. Um, and I do apologize. Antonio Fabella, <laughs> uh, VC's Ariana Maher. Is uh, sorry, Antonio Fabella is the colorist. VC's Ariana Maher is the letterer and production. Um, so you know, right away, what you don't know is that in the Vader book, IG88 was sent to kill Vader. Vader is reeling from trying to take on the Emperor and Emperor kicking his ass because the Emperor is the Emperor, dude. I mean, like, Vader is badass and he's the coolest villain of all time. And we've talked about that. Yeah. But the Emperor can still whoop his ass. Right. Just Sorry. clap his cheeks. Which is so weird. Say. I feel like. If Vader's the chosen one and he's so powerful and his metachlorians are so high, but, I said metachlorians. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I was going to say there's something that happens in a, a movie where he uh, picks him up and throws him. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, he gets him. the final say, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or so does in he? case you're worried about. <laughs> you got to oh, wait like right, 30 right, years that to ancient, find out. dusty, crumpled <laughs> bones. 39 years to find out that he doesn't. Yeah, and then gets iced again for no reason. <laughs> for no, well, I mean, uh, it's there's, almost the same damn thing. Uh, there's never been a bad Star Wars. Everything about Star Wars is perfect. And so <laughs> flawless storytelling across so anyways, the board. So Vader gets his ass kicked by the Emperor. And then IG-88 is sent by somebody that's in, important in the whole War of the Bounty Hunters storyline. Okay. Well, we're not going to get into it. But they send IG-88 to kill Vader. Now, here's the thing. IG-88 has like a, it's like an EMP of sorts kind of thing where he it turns off Vader's suit and he's oh. largely a robot yeah so they're like we got you Vader son of a bitch you're done and Vader's like uh the force idiot and <laughs> right and he oh, completely right. space magic nerds IG-88 right, right yeah he just myrtleizes him and so this book starts with IG-88 on this like junk planet in pieces and it's narrated by IG-88 talking about everything dies you know um organic beings when death arrives there may be Tears from those whom the loss affected. Ceremonies to mark the end of one's life story. That's not the case with a droid. You know, we we serve our purpose and then we're out the scene. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Well, of course, because he's a droid, he doesn't die. Yeah. Somebody finds him, rebuilds him. <laughs> it's the coolest thing. I don't know if this character's ever done anything else. Because, but it goes from narration of IG eighty eight to the narration of this other character who is um. What is his name? Uh, it, it's a weird droid it's, it's name. It's probably Cram Blamblow. Cram Blamblow, he says. Um, anyways, I guess that's not terrible. another page? I was trying, but... Yeah. He, <laughs> Cram Blamblow. He's, he's considered one of the best droid repairmen in the galaxy. So he picks up IG-88, repairs him, and then they start having this conversation, and he, he set this little thing in his programming where get rid of anything that's not important anymore. So as soon as IG-88 wakes up, he's like, hey... Thanks for uh, thanks for the programming. You're not important anymore. Boom, 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 boom. He murderizes him, and it's one of the coolest parts Hell of the book. Yeah, idiot! You're you think like, you'd learn your lesson, you right? little buffoon? He doesn't. Of course, he dies, and then IG88 goes on to finish what hit the programming that the dude put in. Um, God, what is his name? Oh, it's RB919. Okay. So, you know, he's also part droid, of course. Because yeah, Raboonie. It's the Star Wars. Yeah. And <laughs> so when you see this picture, boom, and he just myrtleizes him <sighs> and then goes on to his mission. 
So you the, think if he was the best droid repairman, he'd, he'd be like, smart enough. Not he'd to be do able that? to like yeah, type right. in the code like "Don't kill me, lol." This Fool. dude's ship is like an L. It. You know what that looks like? That looks like a school projector. Oh, it totally does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. with old. like a weird little yeah. nub on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you in a podcast land can totally see this too. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> we're describing visual elements so good for y'all. <laughs> yeah. It's square. Anyways, he flies a he flies a school like projector. L. Yeah, with like a, a nub on the bottom. <laughs> so, anyways, so he goes and he does his job, and it's all Boba Fett stuff. And he he's his job is to steal, find out what's going on with Han Solo. By this time. Han Solo has already been reacquired by Boba Fett, and he's on his way to Jabba to get his bounty. Okay. And, you know, the whole story is Jabba thinks that Boba Fett sold Han Solo instead right. of taking it to him, so he's got puts a bounty on Boba Fett's head, and so Boba Fett's running from everybody who's trying to kill him. But, of course, he doesn't have to run. He's freaking Boba Fett. He's he, like, he, whatever. He, he Pretty he good at his job. Yeah. He's the best there is of what he does. Yeah. Oh, that's Wolverine. Sorry. Well, I mean, they're so, in the same universe now. They are in the same universe. That's so weird. I can't wait to see Boba Fett take on Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. I mean, you know, he's with the Star Jammers, Wolverine, and and they meet up. And anyways, so long story short, IG eighty eight takes on Boba Fett. It's a really cool fight, um, but I don't know if you guys know about Boba Fett. Uh oh. But he's better than everybody. Yeah, so he is. eventually, he takes out. IG-88 by f- carbon freezing him. Oh, wow. Because the whole point of the story was that Han Solo's carbonite chamber was malfunctioning. Boba Fett had to stop on another a planet and try and get somebody to fix it. And while he was trying to pay, f- do a job to fix, get the money to fix the carbonite chamber, it was stolen by Crimson Dawn. Right. So he modified the inside of Slave 1 where if he was having a problem with the carbon freezing chamber, again, he could freeze it himself. Well, IG-88 didn't know that. A cool part about this book is IG-88's kind of lamenting about how he plans for everything. He knows everything that's going to happen. But sometimes there's there's an oddball. There's just something that you didn't know about. Something anomalous, yeah. Like Vader using the Force. Right. It was the one he was talking about specifically, but it comes full circle in the storytelling, wherein IG-88 didn't plan for Boba Fett to have a carbon freezing chamber inside Slave 1. So Boba Fett's like, oh, here you go, freezes him, yeah. and then takes off with Han Solo, and that's the end of Boba Fett's part of the story. Interesting. So he doesn't kill IG-88, though. He doesn't decommission him. He just leaves him alive, frozen. And that was Boba Fett's like kind of like, hey, man, good job. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Once- You're not my bounty. I don't care about you. Right. I'm gone. And once once Han Solo's dropped off, the bounty's going to be done, so he's not going to come after him again. Right, right, exactly, because he knows he's a droid. Right. And he knows that he's programmed to do th- certain things. He wasn't programmed to kill Boba Fett. Killing Boba Fett would have just been, like, icing on the cake. And it wouldn't even been icing on the cake because IG-88 literally no, does it, not care. It was the, the, the direct path to right, his right. objective. Yeah, exactly. So, so as Slave 1 takes off, he starts, like, narrating again about, hey, you know, um, I have much to consider because... Maybe there's honor in not destroying me, and that's why Boba Fett did this. Hmm. And so IG-88 talks about, well, I guess my job is done. And fortunately, I was able to um, fix myself while I was on the ship that he stole from the dude to fix his droids to where he doesn't have an objective now. So he goes to that junk planet where he got killed, and he just 
gazes at the stars and he's like, I've got a lot to think about. And that's the end. <laughs> Aw. It's cool. super dope, dude. Like, yeah. I love this comic. It was I, so good. I was hoping he built himself a wife or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a dog. Right. Like a little yeah, little puppy. dog. Little, little robot puppy. Um, so needless to say, the War of the Bounty Hunters, IG-88, it's called Born to Kill. Um, it's fantastic. We still have copies here at the shop. Nice. And... God, man, I can't say enough good things about this book. When I read it, it was the best comic I read that night, and I wanted to put it on our like uh, best comics of the week, and I realized it was like three weeks old, so I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, well, you're a little biased for Star Wars. But I always that's, am. That's the kind well, of one-shot that is interesting. But my bias it, will also make you, make me like hate shit. Because right. Of, I was oh, just saying, true, like, yeah. the way that Dr. Aphra is going, it's like none of it. Like, uh, Doesn't yeah. do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I liked I liked Doctor Afra a lot when she was first introduced in the Darth Var- Darth Vader. Books. She was hilarious. Yeah, she had she was the, an endearing uh, character. The two she's, droids. She's like just a little yeah, eviler. BC and Han Solo. Triple Z, or right? Or yeah, whatever. Triple Z. Yeah, BTZ yeah. and BT. It's BT one or BT and Triple Zero and Triple Zero. Yeah. yeah, it's a C three PO and an R two droid. It's more yeah. like R five D four. Just more murderous. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Those characters were fantastic. Hilarious. Her love interest was fantastic. All yeah. those people are fantastic. And we've talked about this on this podcast before. This new series, fuck all those guys. Right. Yeah. None of them are in like, it. Yep. And we've and got a her new char- love interest. Yeah, her character doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like she has grown as a character. It just feels like a complete departure of character. And okay. I think that's why yeah. we're seeing a drop off in readership and yeah. you know interest no, in agree. the character. Ho- hopefully so. they do introduce her and the comic still goes up in value for her. Oh, you mean in the film? Yeah. She's Dude, an interesting character as long as they stick with like the first, that, I don't know. Yeah, like, the Karen Gillan run. The Karen Gillan run, yeah. yeah. As long as they stick with that, then yeah, she's really interesting. But then, yeah, the new stuff is, it doesn't feel like Dr. Afra. And, and part of it, I know we're kind of deviating from IG-88, but um, part of it to me feels like it's rehashing the same stuff over and over again. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some of well, the that's Star Wars for you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean that's what they're kind of doing. And mm-hmm. If you look at the old, um, like the old Stargate SG One TV show, like those I early never episodes that, okay. was like, it's just Planet of the Week, and we're gonna do <laughs> yep. this over and over. <laughs> right, right, oh, yeah. It's all brand new, and look how weird is that? And it, uh, I think I seen Star Trek before. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, IG eighty eight. One of the things I have as a slight negative on it i guess yeah. would be like so I, you're telling me that ig88 didn't plan ahead for darth vader to use to the use force, the force right yeah totally like he, <laughs> feels kind of stupid yeah, yeah absolutely that seems absolutely. a little like out now of the, now keep in mind a computer is only as good as its programmer and it's programmers true. are dumb apes <laughs> they um, are no, uh, <laughs> like monkeys hitting somebody keyboards. definitely dropped the ball in that situation and it <laughs> right was, it was probably crimson dawn but yeah. i mean you're you're right yeah it just seems like a, a super overlooked issue Deta- yeah like, we're gonna take out darth vader super easy by just bailing down convenience yeah shutting down i mean it's uh, like a good idea but understand. not a single person piped up and was like hey i've seen him choke people with his brain <laughs> Right. No, absolutely. It's the new kid in the back, and everybody's like, shut up, Wesley. Sh- shut, shut up, up or I'll choke you. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
Yeah, and it turns out he's right, and then they get fired yeah. or yeah. choked from across from a different Star Destroyer. It, it's by like Darth that, Vader. It's like that meme of that guy who pipes up in the boardroom meeting and they throw him out the window. Know what I'm talking about? Uh, Shazam. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's Shazam. 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 It's almost Shazam. like he fell out of so, the house. Right? So, um, oh. our grading. Yeah. You know, there isn't going to be another IG88, but. If there would be, I would definitely read it because yeah. it was so good. And they definitely set it up. Like, you know, he's standing there waiting for his next assignment yeah. and his assignment doesn't have to come from a programmer. No, he can right. make his own decisions. He could, just, that, he could just beep boop his own way to destiny. Exactly. Is that junkyard planet like where he, for lack of a better term, resides? I don't know. Because that old, there's an old Nintendo 64 game I think he was in. And I remember it was a junkyard where you have to fight uh, him. You mean this is pod racing? Are you talking about Shadows of the Empire? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar, yeah. Man, I love that game, but I hated that game. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was hard. It was super hard, and it wasn't... You know how, like, games... Old school gamers know that you have to save lives. Nowadays in games, there's no lives to be had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, difficulty like used play. to be dependent on how many times you could complete. Yes, yes, yes. Right, yes. right. So, so this was one of those games where each level, there was no save point. Yeah. No. There was no pause. Like, you literally had to make it or you had to start yeah. from the beginning. Shadows of, game, of the Empire was not an easy game. No, that yeah. game was brutal. I remember eventually you had to fight some flying thing. And, and you, like, you walk out of a sewer into, like, a maze. And there's something flying above you. But the way the, you know, it was like a third person shooter. And because the maze was. You're thinking of Metroid. You got confused again, buddy. I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. Um, as soon as you walk out of that thing, you're getting shot at. Right. But you can't see above because the, 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 the lanes were so skinny uh-huh. that you couldn't see up above because the way the camera would pan it would get stuck behind a wall. <laughs> yeah. And so you you're were like, like what uh, the hell? Where am I getting yeah. shot from? And then you just get killed immediately. So eventually I just stopped playing that game. But you definitely fight IG-88 in Shadows Empire with Dash Render and it was good. Needless to say, I felt that the, the end of that whole Bounty Runners, Bounty Hunters, War of the Bounty Hunters thing was, was pretty good. Nice. But I really felt a lot of it was unnecessary. Yeah, and that's and I, how it I, always is. I feel you know? like, yeah, I was just say, I feel like that's how it always is. As in long as that core story is really good, and uh, and like this one was a side story. Yeah, and that's why I signed on for all of them because mm-hmm. I knew that there would be hit and miss, but too hard. Did you read to the Bush one? Out. Not yet, no. So I'm so far behind on comics. Oh. I'm I'm like a year behind. Holy shit! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. Or maybe maybe not a year, but maybe eight nine months. I was excited for the Bush because. When Leia shows up in that bounty hunter suit in Jedi, one, right. it's like startling because you're like, what the hell? They even say he's got a thermal detonator, yeah. you know, total misdirection. And when you find out it's Leia, it's super cool. Um, there was a side story just like this IG-88 called Boosh. And you're like, oh, shit, we're going to find out how Leia ended up with the Boosh costume. You don't. No? Nope. Does she just start out in it? No, it's about the guy who... It's about, it's about Boosh. Oh, like... The she per- stole someone's identity. She stole someone's identity. Okay. And he has a whole crew, but the weird thing about the Boosh people is they're all part of this, kind of like the Mandalorians, they're like like a planet of, of okay. people, Yeah, and they all look similar, but they have a hardcore moral code. Yeah, like belief the structure or whatever. Right, right. And all these Boosh followers and Boosh um, screwed up at some point, and so they are now not part of that culture and they've been ousted and ostracized interesting 
And so this this the side story. So you get a little bit of backstory on Boosh, but you don't find out how Leia ends up with the Boosh costume at all. That's and sad. so I was like, oh, cool. Maybe there'll be a second one, and there's not a second no, one. It's, uh-uh. just, it's just over and done. I no. bet Leia has plenty of Boosh. Oh, do you, do you remember <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob's stripe back where where George Carlin George Carlin ask, tells them that they have Gasser. to go down yeah. on when they're hitchhiking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and so, and he, yeah. so hitchhikes on Carrie, a, a nun. Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher. <laughs> like yeah. pulls over and and picks them up, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're all we all go by the book, and she's yeah. talking about the Bible, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep, so he yep, tries yep. to go down the nun, and then later he's bitching about all the things they had to do. He's like, no more Harry Bush nuns. Yeah. That fits him right into your joke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Harry yeah. Bush nuns. So, speaking of Harry Bushes, tell us about what Are you there any house? Joe? Is there a... Is there a nice hedge out in front of this house? Is there a nice, very, very tightly curated hedge in front of this uh, house of Wait, slaughter? Is that number two or number one? No, that's number one. Okay. I know how, I know how numbers work. So what'd you read, Joe? <laughs> so uh, this week I read House of Slaughter, which is a spinoff from the James uh, Tynan book, Something is Killing the Children. Oh, okay. Which is a horror comic, which is, if I had to do like the elevator pitch, it's like uh, a monster of the week story, but the monster hunters are a part of an organization that's kind of like Hogwartsy, right? Where it's a school where they educate people on how to kill monsters. Okay. Um, now, all of that being said, I've only read the first f- five or six issues of uh, Something is Killing the Children. And this spinoff feels like you should read further into it before you read this. Okay. Right? I also heard that from Jason. Yeah. And so if you read, if uh, you can jump into this and it doesn't, it doesn't present things that you have to know right away, you know, to appreciate it. Like you, you don't have to read anything before you read this. If okay. you do, you have a better understanding of the world and uh, of some of the characters, but it's not necessary. And so this uh, this book is doing a back and forth time thing, where uh, the main character is you see him as a, as a kid learning about how to kill monsters, and you get a little bit of an insight as to how this monster killing school is structured. I think um, just real quick, I think the first arc, yeah, of something's killing the children is about the the initial kid and that main protagonist that we we meet and they don't really delve into this whole thing they don't at all in the first arc no no they they, the first thing they have uh, so in the first story arc they open the door and show that this the monster killer she's um, not the only one she's not the only one there's a group of people there's kind of an infrastructure there for people who are sent out to kill monsters uh they have these spirit companions oh what's the deal with that i don't know there's some sort of monsters and some sort of silly ghosts that go with the killers when you when you speak with a british accent that's not british that's that's a Really, really pissed German accent that I like to do. Oh, that was I'm pretty sure it was close. British. Yeah, oh, the okay. guy who's speaking doesn't know what he's speaking. Oh, no. sure, fair. Yeah. Shut up. Don't talk to me. Um, but uh, so there's back and forth for this main character uh, and his current assignment. And you know, without getting too much into the plot, this is really good world building and compelling stuff that they're getting into. Uh, I mean, does James, the girl from the first 
the other book. She does not appear in this. So the uh, the the main protagonist of something is killing children doesn't appear in this. She's referenced because she's a part of this this society of monster killers, and but this is about the society more than about the, the individuals. The individuals, yeah. And they so they're doing more world building. They're kind of explaining what is going on, and I think it's a really creative way of telling the entire story. You know, you're not getting it all info dumped at you. You're not getting deep exposition. You're getting snippets as they would naturally happen in a person's like such a better way to write it. Exactly. Yeah. It is it, without without, you know, spelling everything out for the reader. You open up the door. You let them see what's going on, but you're not stopping to talk about it. There's another right. story. There's a narrative that you're pushing. And this is about this character and his experiences and his experiences happen to be directly related to the greater world and you know the like the weird you know mythology that uh james tynan is building and uh so this is an interesting thing because james tynan did the story with a person named tate bromble but the script is by tate bromble and i'm sorry if i misenunciated your name i'm very upset uh, thank you. Um, but Chris, uh, last name S H E H A N. Last name is Losak, dude. I I shut your mouth. Um, I think he did a great job. Uh, the art felt like it did everything it needed to. Uh, the characters were nice and expressive. There's good action sequences. Um, and they kept the panel format and layout that is unique to Something is Killing the Children, where they don't do two page spreads, but they will have panels read all the way across a two page spread. You know, I like that I like as that. long as it's not one of those things where it you can't tell if it exactly. continues in the middle yeah. of the page. That's the thing like, where you're not sure how the the page is supposed to be read. No, the nineties were feverent with. I that, know where, like, where oh artists were like oh, uh, writers were like getting super experimental with panels it was artsy. And, and, it, and I mean I appreciate that. And you have to push the boundaries but as like long as you can. So like every once in a while, because that's what you're talking about. Is every once in a while, it's like the artist forgets that these are books and they're going to be folded in half. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, but that was something that um, uh, James did really well with his artists on something is killing children, where the panels would spread across instead of doing full two page spreads. The story would just continue across both pages, and uh, they continue that same storytelling format in this House of Slaughter. Uh, I I'm really curious. I mean, they've created an interesting world of monsters and monster killers i want to know what's going on like they keep showing people with glowing red eyes i don't know if they've explored that more in something is going so children. that's not her no that's not her that's a, like one of the trainers or one of the the, the teachers um they god this book it, you know it's funny it, it, isn't there some kind of like hierarchy in that where like not all of them have red eyes and the yes red not eyes everybody like has like these colored eyes and there are white masks and black masks oh, so there there's a structure to this and how they educate these people and i don't know the the, the thing is for as many questions as they answer you end up like asking more and that's a good mark of storytelling Absolutely. honestly um and I'm I'm curious, but, but the the first issue is about this character, and he he's sent on this mission to hunt a person he went to school with. Like the monster isn't actually a monster; it's a person that he like went to school with. And okay. so it, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that the the previous stories have all made it seem like oh no, there's monsters. We hunt monsters. Pretty straightforward. But this one is saying like oh, what if? I don't, and this might be me reaching. There is a second issue out that I haven't read that 
this human has become a monster. It's like, oh, is that where the monsters in this universe are coming from? And if it is, woof, weird. Makes uh, yeah, a lot of sense to me. Yeah, woof. but this this honestly is a book that I am inclined to read. Yeah, this is, uh, I will read the next issue for sure. Nice. Yeah. It's on the wall. Yeah, I'm probably going to take the second issue home tonight. So my there worry about this whole thing was it was a cash grab. No. I know it's tiny in, and so probably not, but it's yeah. one of those things where like, Are, okay, yeah. something is killing the children is the hottest shit out right now. Yeah, right. It's is it? very popular. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, here's a spin-off. Yeah. yeah, let's make some extra money is on it, this. No, it doesn't, it, on it, it really does not feel like a cash grab or they're like capitalizing on the success. I feel like they had a story that was too big to tell in a single comic. That's at what the I time. was going to say. Yep. It's like they're not inundating us with a bunch of exposition about and world building in something's killing the children because we're getting its own comic. Yes. And I even think that's super cool. Even still, there's not like a, a, a ton of exposition where they have a full page of like, this is the world as we see it. And there's the good guys and the bad guys, but uh, things there's are not a little like a different. Weird egg where ego's like showing you like no 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 no. like with a baby in her stomach and then it changes and morphs into something else no no the quality of storytelling is consistent in both and uh they are like further illuminating this world that they've built and i find myself very curious with each issue because they're doing a great job at giving you a piece at a time you know they don't give you a, a big slice and they're like okay now you have to wait to get another piece that's interesting. No, every time I've read an issue, I've always felt the 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 compelling urge to want to continue. Like James Tynan is so good at writing a complex, beautiful story that can be understood simply. Yeah, yeah, and this is more of that. And that guy's prolific, man. He's yeah, he's yeah. really on it right he's now. Doing once. One, um, once in future, right? Once in future, Department of Truth, Batman, uh, Batman, yeah, yeah. Batman. I mean, he's, like, come on. I think, it's so from what I understand, this is probably he's co-writing with uh, Bromble, um, House of Slaughter, but he's still he's also still writing something he's killing children. children. Right, yeah. yeah, so he's writing at least four titles right now. And you know, DC's super like crazy about their creators like being yep. on time and doing things like yeah so well. it's not, it's not just writing the comics it's also you know working with the writers it's also you know working with the editors making sure that you're remaining in continuity that everything right, right. is yeah. and so far i like you know knock on wood he hasn't dropped a ball currently and this is i mean this is some good imagine stuff imagine being the editor of batman oh like, it's super easy or like x-men yeah no, or no, no spider-man you're like um oh it's super easy we can't do that because you know green goblin did that in issue one no the thing about batman is he wears a hat with ears <laughs> <laughs> we can't show his penis <laughs> oh no they not, not uh, anymore. no they, they did chris oh but you can't anymore yeah <laughs> they even reprinted it without it i know and they cowards killed the cowards That's, yeah dc they, black they, label they, is like dc gray label now i know it's so dumb. Cowards. DC needs to figure it out, dude. Like, I know there's a lot of DC fans out it. there. And, and oh, I'm, I'm a DC I'm fan. I'm not saying that there's nothing. It's nothing wrong with the characters, but I mean, like their wishy-washiness on what their direction is right. has, like, has the been DC like that since the 80s. The label is more kind of. adult, and it's not for kids, because comics aren't for kids, and this one's specifically not for kids. Oh, but don't show don't a penis. Don't show a penis. But don't those, show me but those girls with the boobies, you could do those? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I think we, we talked about this. I'm pretty sure they, they covered up uh, Harley Quinn's boobs in yeah. that second issue because of that. I yeah. think so. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. We, I mean, we, I really eventually need to we'll see some cartoon Harlequin boobs. But I guess I don't get it. <laughs> As a fan, well, I'm entitled say, to all the Harleens. Considered, man, if you're gonna if you're gonna go in one direction, like 
I don't know. Like, I listen to their first album. I just mean like we've seen we've, they've they've oversexualized women in comic books for a long time. And so. they do Broken that. Spine I mean, syndrome, right? So it's that, like, do it with the guys. Come on, yeah, yeah, sure. fine. They do do it with both. But uh, like, if you're going to depict a, yeah. a if, if like, that's the thing. You want to have an adult label, then let a creator tell a story. Yeah. Let the artist tell the story. Right. You know, if you want to say that, oh, no, here's an adult label where they can tell the stories as the creators see fit, then let them. But if you're going to still put a, you know, a a damper on that, then you're not really opening up the doors for a fully, like, creative licensed story to come out. absolutely. You're still hampering the the art and the the creative process. Right, right, exactly. I mean, look at uh, Saga. You know, um, what's his face? Brian uh, Kevon, Prince, yeah. Prince, uh, Prince Robot. Oh, Prince, Prince Robot. Robot. You know, F- like, he's dreaming. It's just gay porn. <laughs> yeah, and and you're like, oh, it was amazing. Okay, oh yeah, man, it's awesome. Do you guys like, remember yeah. that page in Saga where it's a top to bottom panel? It was a three panel vertical page where, um, you know, so it's three vertical panels from top to bottom, and one of the panels is just his erect penis. It's like, goddamn, that storytelling. <laughs> right. um, yeah, Fiona Staples, you knocked it apart that with that so dick. Good. That Absolutely. was a great looking dick, bro. That, white that was trees. the funniest. They the they thing. edited that out of the digital copies on a specific I don't know if it was all digital copies or just Apple digital copies but they edited that part out because it was again because it was offensive wait 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 that's gay porn did you not edit out the dragon sucking its own dick yeah. Like, dude, Saga kicks so much ass. Saga kicks so much ass Aaron Campbell he was talking about how like they've been he's working on a book that we can't talk about yet yeah no 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 we could talk about it it got officially announced licensed it. shut up announced. Yeah. yeah yeah shut up really yeah yeah, yeah. suicide squad blaze yeah you yes. could say it it's officially yes. announced he, he, there's he tweeted we can't about, talk about like, what happens in he's it, like oh, i'm so excited because i'm gonna tell you soon and then the next one was like they pushed the announcement back yeah like a full day yet. he's like yeah. exploding like but pieces yeah. of him are falling off because yeah. he can't tell us suicide yeah. squad blaze yeah. yeah oh i'm so glad it's announced. yeah it's a new we'll black label signing with him prestige it comes out. format so it's going to be three issues i think they've already announced all of this um i believe uh, the first i, I like believe it's like, 48 page did. script so it's pretty standard for the dc prestige format from everything i've heard I think don't burp into the microphone anymore. I think my my thing keeps falling. I think that one is I'm like the I don't know tighten sorry. it hard. Tighten it so Just hard. Get it. Um, um, but I remember him talking about uh. He, they he had some stuff planned for the book, right? And they were still just like, no, yeah. he can't, he can't murder that person, like, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. You, know? you can't, you can't show this level of gore, or whatever. Right. You're, yeah. I mean, if you're dealing with the big two, there's always going to be some of that. But in you know the ind- indies, like, there's still so much free reign yeah. with how you're going to tell the <laughs> that story. White trees, that demon dude's just sitting there, like you. That's what's weird is when you don't expect it. You know, like mm, you're reading Black yeah. Label, it's for adults, right? Yeah. If you're reading an image book, it could be for adults. It could be or totally it could kosher. Be. Yeah, it could be. Right. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this, okay, these guys, well, they seem like they're a little homosexual. That's totally cool. And then you turn the page and there's like a white dude like hanging out with a big red like demon cock and they're just like it's just flapping in the winds you're like holy yeah yeah there was uh i thought this was for kids a few a few years ago there was a comic yeah uh that was Airboy. and Airboy. oh yeah oh yeah yeah do you guys remember this that was one of my favorite this is one of my favorite uh, series that came out yeah it was so funny because the original Airboys were a it was it was a comic when aviator pilots were really really hot because flying was a 
brand new thing, really. And so uh, commercial aviation was not a thing. And so pilots were considered superheroes. And so uh, this was like in the 30s, right? Uh, so superhero comics were, you know, a lot of comics were... Airline flights, like people who were flying, and so Airboy was one of those. Anyways, the the property fell through after the years, and I think the last major title came out in the fifties. In the uh, 2010s, I think it was like 2014 or something, somewhere around there. somewhere around there, they uh, did a soft reboot of Airboy, where uh, he showed up into our world, and the writer and artist were trying to come up with a comic about Airboy and it was just about them having drugs and like cheating on their like cheating on their spouses and it was just like this this like vintage you know yeah. I'm I'm an a, I'm a pilot like, he was suddenly like part of the greatest generation but part of the, the greatest time, generation he was just a piece of trash no no, no, no he wasn't like, he but was the, getting, the actual like, writer and artist were represented in the comic and they were oh, and getting were, him up to no good yeah so they, they were getting like, him come on let's do like, this yeah, like, yeah let's yeah, do yeah. coke all night and have sex with yeah let's like fuck your wife let's have group sex I mean, and did. cheat on our partners and so both the writer art like i think it's so funny because uh they i can't remember the artist but uh like the writer had all of these lines about the artist's dick and it was just one of those things where it's like oh here's a comic about Airboy, and then all right. of a sudden i'm seeing this like <laughs> this this awful drunken like high threesome it was crazy <laughs> it there was you so go. funny that, one of the cool things about that book is there was like a there was a line out of it where that character who was the writer, he looks like straight at the camera and apologizes to someone. And he like he was literally apologizing to his ex-wife for all that shit that he did. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so he's because he was wall. like some of that was like based on reality, based on his reality. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if it was Nick Spencer, but that book was hilarious. I forget who it, it was. was. I, I can that use one, the power of yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was my favorite series of that year. It was. It, it had no business being that good. Like no, the art was great, all. super expressive. And, that was part of it. Is like he was talking about it. And he, I don't know if it was in the book or if it, if I read an interview. Yeah, but or back matter. Or something. He was like. They didn't care about this property, and so they were like, "You can do whatever you want." Yeah, really. they really and he didn't give a, figure it out. And he's yeah. like, "I don't know how to make this fucking thing." And yeah. so he was just like, "What if we hung out with him?" Yep. And like, and the, he just like he painted. Who did you think it was? Uh, Nick Spencer. No. Who is it? So it's uh, James Robinson is yeah. the oh, author. James Robinson, yeah. yeah. And um. Greg Hinkle. Greg Hinkle. Hinkle, dude. And there's there's several lines where he, like, Craig Robinson is talking about the size of Greg Hinkle's right. dick. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it's so huge. So, so Greg art. Hinkle had to draw himself with this monster dick in the comic. <laughs> and it's so stupid. But that book, it was so funny. Everything about it worked. Everything about it worked. It was such a perfect blend of, you know, writer artists being able to communicate really well and deal with a property that no one cared about right. that they were like all right do an airboy comic in 2014 like oh okay and they did and it was a weird and hilarious what's it did it win an eisner oh i can look. i think yeah, it was eisner that. nominated it was but nominated but maybe yeah it was a four one. issue mini that came out it was like, so good it was i am still like i still have that that whole series like on standby in case he ever is at a con yeah yeah i think i think i have those thing, somewhere so. in my closet or in you know my shed or something yeah but like airboy you you comics, in the, comics in the shed i say shed but i mean like my whole closet you know okay or you know it better in, be if i go to your no. house and there's a shed i'm gonna be mad there's a shed but it's full of like you know meat um <laughs> Don't worry about it. Are you like 
curing pork? Don't worry shed? about it. Don't worry. Oh, well, it's human meat. But yeah, Air Boy. <laughs> That's so, man meat. Uh, so so I, I guess now. I guess it it looks like the original um, the original creator had uh, was a Hall of Fame Eisner Hall of Fame nominee. Okay, and he died at ninety three. But okay. it doesn't say anything about whether or not it won one. I mean, Airboy is like it's. It, I consider it to be one of the most funny indie books that to come out in the last like thirty years. Oh, easily. I you know I love I love sex criminals. Okay. And you know there's like ups and downs to that, and I would kind of compare them both because they're both very very adult and like penis right. based humor. But Airboy was just simple. Four issues. Boom yep. boom boom. It was hum- condensed to four the issues? point. Yeah, it was a four-issue That's miniseries. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it was Spot like Ellen was only four issues, and it was one of those things where you're like, I would have liked a little bit more story, but at the same time, it was good. Like, Which you one? Didn't need more. Um, Spy Islands. Remember? The- oh, oh yeah, Spy yeah. Island was, was good. Four? It was a lot of fun. Um, it was experimental, but Airboy was didn't so- really need that fifth issue. So yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I I like Spy Island because it was experimental storytelling. You know, they how they were doing uh, graphic design incorporated into right, right, uh, right. illustration, yeah, yeah, cool. but. Uh, Airboy was so well illustrated and so funny, and they had it so it was a nice and tight four issue mini. I was talking about this with a customer yesterday. You know, they didn't quite understand graphic novels, and I explained to them that you know, because they they weren't sure where to jump on. Mm. And I was like, well, oh. it just depends. You know, if you're reading Golden Age or Silver Age, it, you can read any anywhere issue. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's redundant because Spider Man's like, hey, we're fighting Electro, but remember we fought Green Goblin yesterday or whatever and they're referencing a book that maybe you missed because yeah you know because yeah. that's, how, that's it how it was back yeah. then you know so it's cool that that you get this kind of you know um nowadays they get shoehorned in the arcs mm-hmm. you're like you yeah. gotta write this story it's gotta be five issues and it's and gotta like, be about this it. yeah yeah like why can't we just write a story and if it's a five issue or a seven issue yeah yeah who it's cares just, it's, just, it's shit, as long as know? it needs to be but and that was the thing like yeah airboy was just so well done so tight and it's one of the funniest books that come out in the last 10 years. I just remember really, really loving that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. But it's not a book that you can hand to everybody, you know? No, you got to be very... Because it's like... <laughs> hey, little Joey. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a little bit oh, of Oh, you just turned 11? Here's Las Airboy. Vegas it is, yeah. A little bit yeah. of uh, just little like country the esoteric, uh, like, real life stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it was pretty wild. Yeah, because we all have threesomes. Well, it also deals in like the depression and anxiety that comes with like drinking alcohol or lying or, but it, it paints it in such a funny way. It's it's a really real f- humor that's, you know, something that you can connect on. But at the same time, it's like, oh God, that's. Ugh. No wonder things were so weird. I had the right headphone in the left ear. Oh, oh man. I'm going to be a much how's better your, podcaster how, now. How's your brain not turned upside down? Totally different now. Totally oh, good. Okay. There he goes. So, so a uh, book that we all read this week mm-hmm. was, yeah. what is it? Is it it's The just Incredible Hulk? Hulk nope. Or is it just, no, Hulk? just Hulk? It's right. Hulk. Hulk number one. Hulk the cover, one. cover says Incredible. There's about 20 well, that's different a covers. Cover. Yeah. yeah. There was uh, actually, I was surprisingly few okay. covers. There was, there was like five or six? Mm, I don't even know if that was that many. I mean, the, probably yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> Immortal Hulk 50 had at least triple the amount right. of covers that this Hulk 1 has and that was actually refreshing that's good um, so this is Smashtronaut Smashtronaut smash, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there oh, uh, uh, this is Hulk uh, this is Smashtronaut part 1 yeah 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 so that's uh, the name of the arc 
blah blah. Yeah, Smashernaut. That's pretty. That's a good name for a beer. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Uh, it's got to be a high alcohol volume. Oh, it's gonna smash you down. Oh yeah, it's gonna make you want to. Uh, smash. This isn't a four point five. This is this, this is, is over eight percent, baby. Oh yeah, Ew, um, Jesus, it's a double. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, I picked up some eleven percent uh, from a different place. It was really good. I drank um, a um, Sierra Nevada. There was a ten point five, and I didn't know. Whoa! And then I started drinking Jameson and vodka oh, ripples, were... and then I was puking off the balcony into the recycle bin. Oh, that's awesome. tight. Anyway. Nice. You're an adult with two children. <laughs> this was many, many weeks oh, ago. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest. Story. That was really that was good. Really good. Yeah, <laughs> you're so funny. God, I want to kiss you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is written by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. Mm-hmm. Um, the color artist is Frank Martin. Where is the uh, artist? Well, uh, or is it by Donnie Cates? Ryan Otley is the, yeah. the artist. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to bust out here real quick. Yeah, yeah. Donnie Cates is the god. Yeah, he's right great. now he's god, just man. Anything he's he does batting, is so fantastic. Batting hundred, right? Yeah, like it's easily. And he, anything he touches turns to gold. Yeah. Period. He's he's got a really good idea of how to write write and tell these stories. And this one, man, I'm interested. I'm really interested. Some yeah. people aren't huge on Otley. Um, he's his, got a flavor. His Spider-Man run specifically, yeah. I thought it was okay. brilliant. And I think he nails this book. Yeah, I was going to say I, I, talk about I, I've seen his stuff before, but like I don't have I don't have this like image. Of what he what his art looks like when I hear his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. there's some you know, t- like there's Jock. Some, when you hear yeah, Jock, when you hear Jock, you, you have Jock an image. Or, you hear Azarella. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly you what know. you're getting. Mike Texera, you know, you know Sam Keith. Yeah, yeah. so like, either okay, they, they is, have very specific flavors. Right. So um, I don't know if does his change according to what it needs to be. Or this is, is this a little different than what Spider Man looked like for sure. So yes and no. Ryan Otley does have a case, and people so online when Invisible is coming out, people would say, oh, he has same face. We're characters okay. look like the same except the only way you could tell the difference is like color of hair now, right. there are nuances and he does do a lot of the same expression techniques so uh there are certain things that i could tell you about comic art where if uh, an artist is having trouble with a hand this is like a quick and dirty they combine like they'll draw the middle finger and the ring finger touching because it's easier to balance a hand drawing if you're doing that so Interesting. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, So wow, wow. keep an eye out. You'll actually see this quite often in comics. If a person is raising their hand and they're ha- like an artist had trouble drawing it, what they'll do is they will make sure the ring finger and the middle finger are touching. And it happens constantly because it is easy. And like it's right an easy way to right keep here. your hand. Exactly. It happens constantly. It's not a natural. Damn, f- I'm never going to look at uh, fingers no, again. Right? I'm sorry. I just, I just kind of cracked it open. I, I do that as an artist. That's like, why sure. the Ninja Turtles were always so easy to Three draw, fingers right? are really easy to balance for an artist. So this is just like a quick so and dirty. Four um, but uh, Ryan Otley, he does the thing where he does like an upside down um, sort of McDonald's logo for his mouths where the the bottom corners of the mouth droop and the upper oh, or yeah. the, the bottom lip rises higher oh, okay that's a thing he does a lot with his faces for expression um and yeah you'll see that you'll see that quite often okay um and so people had a problem with that but he's so good at drawing chunky anatomy mm-hmm. really good at drawing movement and his big cosmic stuff because he did 144 issues of invincible which eventually went into space he's so good at drawing a complex, big 
uh, scene where you need to have solid perspective. So there's a, a scene later on in this issue where you see spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. For uh, sure. uh, like an enormous Iron Man suit, Penis. truly, oh. truly, oh, yeah. truly gargantuan in scale. We're talking hundreds of stories tall. Um, and he also draws things like particulation really, really well. But a lot of people have problems with his faces, like, right? You know, and I, I like his faces. But I mean, this that looks being like said, like, like his Hulk is just that's amazing. Like oh. it, it looks like the Hulk. It's bulky, all that stuff. Yeah, veiny. The, for like, some reason, I don't. And I don't know if this is a... I'm not trying to say it's a dig on him or anything, because I think Betty looks fine. But I don't know why this Bruce doesn't look like Bruce Banner to me. I, I kind of agree, actually. Okay. I was You're, thinking that when I was reading I was like, why You guys aren't Bruce the only ones. The, like, that Bruce is a chiseled, like, uh, really well-defined face Bruce. And mm-hmm. historically, Bruce has always been kind of a... Not weak, but maybe sometimes simpering faced character. A little bit. And, and more of a scientist, not like right. He's not, not like doing my specimen. science and then going and exercising like, as well. But yeah. Like, but the, yeah. So this Bruce has like really chiseled, defined features the way a Steve Rogers would. Like if you right. took this panel out of context, what is like the third or fourth page right. where he's yelling, if you didn't say anything, you didn't see a dialogue, you could, someone could tell you, oh, that's, that's Steve Rogers. I can't quite see his hair there. Yeah. But upside down and looking at it, it kind of looks like um, uh, Harry Osborn. Green, yeah, Harry. Osborn. I, you know what's okay. funny? I knew you were going to say Green Goblin, mm-hmm. and it's because of that. Like, um, and that's one of the things. Like when we think about certain heroes, we have a very particular uh, image of what they look like. Like Doctor Strange, um, Iron Man. They have things that help define their faces, right. so that any artist can kind of put their own spin on it. Bruce Banner. I mean, he's, he's got just everyday Joe. He's just an everyday Joe. This Bruce Banner that the way Ryan Otley draws, if you look at his run on Invincible or Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man has a slightly thinner chin than this Bruce Banner, but there are some panels where it's like, man, that kind of feels like Peter Parker to me. That being said, I love Ryan Otley. I love his action. I love his composition when it's easy to tell the story, you know, tell what the story is going on in each panel, where the action is supposed to be directed. He's really great at that. And I, that being said, even <laughs> that though... That splash page is amazing. The splash yeah. page of, like, Hulk in the rage zone is great. Um, well, but and yeah. that's that's the interesting thing about this story. So this is a number one, but it's, it directly ties into the... You have to kind of understand what happened with Immortal Hulk. Right. So give, to, the, give a quick background of the ending of Immortal Hulk into this one. Because it it's going to be important. man. Like... Like, I wasn't, I didn't read the last 10 issues of Immortal Hulk, so I don't, I didn't get all of it, honestly. Yeah, I haven't I was either. Like, so I jumped <clears throat> into this one not knowing how it ended. It, he kind of wins. The whole thing with Immortal Hulk is the green door, you die, you, you go to hell, yeah. it's below hell, and then you just come back. And anybody who's been irradiated with green goes to this special place in hell. But the leader figured out how to manipulate people while they're in hell, and including Bruce Banner's father. And so he fucks with Bruce Banner the whole time, kind of like making him think that his dad's like part of this whole thing. And unfortunately, the end of Immortal Hulk, I didn't quite understand, even though I read that last issue. And I was just like, uh, oh, okay. So we're done here? Okay, cool. So this one going in... And they've they've touched on this like on three seventy seven and and Immortal Hulk three seventy seven and some other things. Bruce Banner has has 
created a space in his mind where all the personalities like hang out. Right. But they don't necessarily get along, so they have different rooms and, and like, that, you go over there, Grey Hulk. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh man, the Grey Hulk's always pissed off because in in his mind, the Grey Hulk is the, the weakest of them all. Right. He's like but skinny he's, and but he's frail. the smartest one and yeah. Well no Grey Hulk isn't the smartest one. I he's, thought he was Joe Fixit. He is. That's why he's not the smartest one. Joe oh. Fixit was like kind of like a, a dullard uh mob enforcer. Oh gotcha, and, gotcha. And um Immortal Hulk is the smartest Hulk. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's smarter than Bruce Banner, but Bruce Banner is dead. So, I mean, in 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 a way, Bruce Banner is a <laughs> Comics, zombie. Ladies Comics, ladies and gentlemen, yes, yes, sense yes, all yes. the time. Yeah, <laughs> and and he he's he talks about this in that in this book. Right, he's the the Hulk's immortal. Bruce Banner is not. Bruce yeah. Banner. Bruce is Banner not. is technically dead because Hawkeye killed him on like he was supposed to. Yeah, right. but, but the Hulk was like, "Sorry, homie, I need you." And so um, he, Bruce Banner, has created a chamber in his head to keep the Hulk persona tied up. And it's this crazy door-looking right. thing here. Yeah. Um, and Hulk's just like, okay, well, I've got to get into this door because otherwise, you know, if you look on the other side of that door, there's nothing, right? But if you open the door, oh, that was hilarious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you turned the page. Awesome. It was yeah. just for us. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so... If you open that door, Hulk takes over. Yeah. Hulk's in charge. Right. It's, as long as he's behind that door in this kind of like nether world, Banner's in bay. charge. Yeah. And that's what this book is about, is Banner found a way to keep the Hulk at bay so that he's in charge. But what he's done, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, but he has turned Hulk into a machine that he drives. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, he, he calls it a spaceship, briefly. Yeah. yeah. And there's a there's an exposition dump here with the Avengers where they're like, wait, we don't understand. And Doctor Strange is like, let me explain it to you I'll in layman terms. Just like this. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's actually helpful, though. No, because yeah, you would have no idea. And right. I guess, like, a, a part of that, like, vehicle of storytelling is Doctor Strange says, oh, I don't understand how he got this uh, technology, but the easiest way to describe this book, which... To a, to a layman would be hard to explain, yeah. but uh, Bruce Banner has basically figured out how to uh, compartmentalize uh, the Hulk right. and use him as a battery inside of his own mind. The body is still the Hulk. Like, the physical body is the Hulk, but he's covered in technology like um, Weapon X, right? Right, right, right. Or Weapon H, even. Or Weapon and H. I hate this yeah. design. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I don't I think care. it's hideous. The, it's, with all the stuff on his head and these... It reminds me of Weapon H a lot Yeah, in, in its design. But I, I like what they're doing with the storyline, which is... Right. Yeah, Banner, but, you know, always, always before this book, there was Hulk. And if it was he was a big green monster, he was yeah. the fucking Hulk. Yeah. Now... It's Bruce Banner is got and, the Hulk's body. And the opening right? man, the opening line of this was really good and chilling, which is also the elevator pitch. Like, you know, the uh, the Hulk and Banner have always been separate and like yeah. we've always thought of the Hulk as the manifestation of, you know, Bruce's rage, but what if the Hulk was like exist to protect us from Banner? Right. And it's like, ooh, Banner's sort of, the mad the mad scientist. The mad scientist has always of, been like Hey, dude! Like, yeah, you're messed up. I'm gonna go break some stuff instead of Doctor Jekyll. Of you like yeah. destroying the world like via smart science. Yeah, instead of like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, right. where Mister Hyde is the you know, big you know smash villain. Mm -hmm. 
it's like no the jock is the hero and the nerd is the villain right? yeah and i mean it, and it's cool they've touched on this before yeah where banner's gone nuts yeah and hulk's been like yeah we're talking about to, that where yeah. it's like uh, old man logan and mm-hmm. maestro and, right right but uh seeing it from that's crazy too mm-hmm. yeah seeing it from this side is is interesting i'm excited to see where it goes so basically in the nuts and bolts like the easiest way to explain it is the hulk is a spaceship literally mm-hmm. and Bruce Banner is in the captain's chair. Yeah. You know, and he's got He's driving crew, the Hulk, baby. Right, he's driving the Hulk, and he's got this crew of other Hulks that are, like, you know, number one, you know, like, uh, engage kind of thing where, you know, I, I, I envision Star Trek immediately. <laughs> it, there, There's a lot of, like, Star Trek imagery, him mm-hmm. sitting in the command chair. But, yeah, he, he is using the Hulk and, like, antagonizing him if he needs more power for the Starship Hulk. Um, it's it's a cool concept, and it might not be the easiest one to jump into, mm-hmm. but I feel like Donny Cates does a good enough job that anybody could read it and get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, this is just the first issue. Right? It is just the Donny first Cates issue. Donny Cates shines on on not the long haul, but yeah. the longer haul. Like, yeah, you know, he's not you he's not long story. He's not, not Grant Morrison. Right. Yeah, but, where you have to read like twenty issues or something. Yeah, you're like two years later. You're like, why did that happen in Fucking, issue two? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I remember Multiversity being one of those for Grant Morrison. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it makes sense at the end. Okay. Um, <laughs> totally. No, no, but Donny Cates, like he pays off uh, issue six, issue 12. Mm-hmm. He does he does like a season stories where it all really starts to come together. But yeah, so you, uh, I, I kind of want to go back to the art. You, you've never really seen or chewed on Ryan Otley art? Uh, never really chewed on it. Like, like I said, there's nothing that I'm sure I have plenty of comics that have Ryan Otley art. Yeah. There's well, just he, not a, he doesn't have a, uh, an art style that stands out. To so you. I recognize his name and I immediately know his art. Well, he's, he, he basically did invincible for a decade. Mm-hmm. He did Spider-Man for like four years. And that's part of it. And those that's are books like, I don't read. And that's pretty much it. I mean, he, he, he's done a couple of miniseries here and there, but it was basically invincible for most of his career. That's it. Before okay. that, he did. I mean, in the meantime, he's di- he did a, a a mini series for a. It was like twenty four hour comic day. He did Grizzly Shark, and then he had like some oh, very he did Grizzly Shark. Yeah, yeah, he did Grizzly Shark, and then that he did sense. some. That's why Spider Man is so good, right there. Yeah, because yeah, no, exactly, he'd been drawing exactly, Spider Man for years. Exactly. Yeah, if you see, look at that Spider Man, you're like, oh man, that Spider Man looks really good. <laughs> so good. But yeah, way he, better than Doctor Strange. Look at Doctor Strange's face there. Yeah, he looks Doctor like, Strange looks weird. That one is his eyes are too close. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's kind of Ryan Otley's style. He does like he does these kind of little pouty mouths, and then uh, sometimes the eyes get a little close. I actually like it, but I also read every single issue of Invincible, so I grew to really appreciate how he tells his stories. Yeah, so I think it's cool that the the Avengers like are just Bruce like, oh Man. crap, what are we gonna do? Yeah. You know, like like yeah, they every, already can't handle the Hulk, right? Everybody's <laughs> together, and it's like Stephen, focus. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're dealing with the Hulk, it's not like a, it's 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 not like a traffic incident. You know, <laughs> no. this is like a oh shit, right? Yeah, and so they send uh, Stark in there. Yeah, with, to battle him. Yeah, in, with, in a Hulkbuster, of course. Not just one Hulkbuster. They send like four or five. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. Is first they send in Tony, and they're like, maybe we can subdue him, and he just talk to him in Hulkbuster, and Hulk's like, dude, no, and they don't. I don't think they realize until halfway through their battle here right. that's that the it's not yeah it's not hulk that he's fighting he's Where fighting you can Banner. trick a, a dumb monster right right you no can't you're tricking a, a really smart reasoning yeah. 
and it's funny they've actually dumbed down Banner since since he died and I remember reading like issue two or three of Immortal Hulk where he's just like Hulk is smarter than me when I'm awake right. I feel stupid like I'm in a fog yeah. and it's because he's, he's a dead zombie yeah like, he's not as smart as the Hulk the Hulk is smarter than him and that's so, that's an issue I'm super interested to see where they're going to take this because turning Banner into the villain and Hulk into the good guy, yeah. which is obviously the only way you can make this kind I don't of know if they story. turn him into a good guy. They just made Banner worse. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I, well, I mean, yes. In, in the Immortal Hulk, they they really put a lot of work into into the Hulk having... Like compassion and not yeah. just being this like let's right. destroy right. It's because everything. he's smarter, right? Because because he before he was just lumbering oaf and yeah, he was, he was just like pure instinct. And, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to break shit because I'm pissed. Right. So now it's this this banner. It was me. Okay. It's this banner. Um, isn't the smartest dude in that vessel? Right. It's the Hulk, and so they're dealing with that. So so now I guess let banners, me say it a different way. So for lack of a better term, term making. Bruce Banner the good, the bad guy and making Hulk the good guy just because of lack right, right, of right. a better term. Um, I'm interested to see where they take that story. If it's going to stick that Bruce Banner is a bad guy mm-hmm. after you know as we move right, forward, once we get through the, the storyline, because uh, like like we did with um, Hank Pym, like that one issue came out and boom, he's never been the same. You are yeah. he's this a bad guy from forever. now on, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Hank Pym so, will never get over knocking Wanda out. It's uh, just, yeah. uh, is it not his wife? No, sorry, it's uh, Janet, Janet. Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. yeah. Um, another controversial issue that I do have, and I have signed by the uh, writer. Hell yeah! Um, oh yeah! Yeah, he wasn't. He was just like, oh my god. So, would it be safe to describe this as a the Hulk putting the Avengers in a, a bit of a pickle? <laughs> yes, it down. would. Yes. Yeah. Brought to you um, by Double Pickle Goes Pickle Up Effect from Boss Gay Brewing Company. Nice. That's very good. Um, um, I want to get into a little bit more of this book before we're done here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Fine. <laughs> I, I think it's super ambitious yeah. and cool um, the way he's 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 in charge of the Hulk. Yeah. You know, Banner yeah. is like keeping the Hulk at bay. And the way he does it, he's just like, so I know what pisses the Hulk off. Right. And I know how to make Hulk get bigger and matter like he does. You know, Hulk... The, the the more upset the Hulk gets, the more invincible he becomes. Right. Yeah. And you know, World War Hulk was the the amalgamation of the totality of how crazy he can get. So then they're talking about this whole thing where it's like the Hulk I can piss the Hulk off better than you can and I'm driving this son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. Right? So you think that the Hulk's been pissed before, just wait till I get a hold of him. It's super badass. What is the um, I, 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 and maybe I missed it. Maybe it's in there. I don't know. But what is Banner's angle? What is he doing? Does, does he want to destroy the world? Does he want to destroy the Avengers? Talk- what is he trying to do? He's trying to get off the planet. He just wants off the planet, right? I, there's more to it, and I'm not remembering. Okay. Um, yeah, this tied into King in Black. So, oh, so, that's the but other that's thing. so so after he fights well. While he's fighting Hulkbuster, Tony Stark, yeah, um, Tony Stark like brings in other Hulkbusters, right? And then Hulk's just like, "Dude, I'm done with your childish crap. I'm gonna <laughs> knock you into next year." And Tony like he he straight crushes Hulkbuster, right? 
and no, it's not Tony, even a question. It's it's just a, such a one sided fight. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because he rips his own arm off. That's the thing. Yeah, and th- that was a super cool scene. Oh, I mean, if you if you don't expect Hulk to do whatever it takes to win, well then that's on you. And right. that's exactly what happened with Tony Stark here. <laughs> yeah, he he traps his arm. And he's like, oh, I got you now. What are you going to do? He's like, I'll oh, rip my own arm off and grow it back, you idiot. Right. Yeah. And that's he, exactly what it does. The, the, man, this the series of events where he traps Hulk's arm. He's like, I got you beat. And Bruce is like, I don't give a shit. Rips his own arm off, smashes one of the Hulkbusters, puts the Hulkbuster hand on his stump. And he's like, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, so but good. But one of the lines in here, which is super important as to what Banner's kind of he mental state care. is yeah this is like well you crushed the face on that one and pulled the arm off how'd you know, how'd you it know wasn't i wasn't in he's there. like i he's didn't like, i didn't know yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly that, that was, was so was good <laughs> yeah it's the page where he's putting the fist on right um which just shows that banner's lost it yeah he's yeah like, where he's I, willing to kill tony stark yeah, does like, it it doesn't even it, it, it's not that he's willing it's that it's not a thing they it, touched on it in the mortal hulk when in, in issue one even where they have to nuke that town to stop oh, the right. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, we don't I don't care. You guys are the Avengers. You've been my friends, but I've got my own plan, I've got my own agenda, and you can piss off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um I, I it's super cool. And I'm just yeah, I'm interested to see what so if that's the end goal, getting off the planet, but why? Like there's gotta be something. I think he's trying to find it because he says something to Betty. And it's it's not it's yeah. from the very very beginning. No 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 it's yeah. it's near the ends. But I just don't remember. He has to leave for some reason, and it's that's why he turns him into a spaceship. Right, that's but, why he's turning Hulk into a spaceship. Which is really weird, viewers that aren't viewing anything. Right, he's, he's yeah. got like it's not a great design. No, the design sucks. I'd rather him look like that freaking Iron Man suit. Yeah, there's this like eighty foot tall Iron Man suit that Hulk's trying to gain access to. Yeah, it's it's this. So, I don't know. It's it's altered dimension, like pocket energy, weird comic book science fiction. Right, so that's it is, it Iron is. Man comes from the King in Black, like you were talking about, right, where he yeah. had to use symbiote technology to fight the symbi- or null technology thing. Yeah, like he integrated human technology with and symbiotes. That, that's to why make... he had to rip his arm off because he got some of that. That's what Tony was using against him. Right, and... right. But, so it, this book is a little confusing, which it, it, a it first issue moments. always yeah. is. Like, what is the actual end game? End game? Like, what's he doing? What's Maybe he didn't tell us. I don't remember. And I'm, I'm sorry, sure. listeners out there. Um, I am interested to see if he continues, if Bruce continues to be a bad guy from here on out. It's, it's always weird when like something... going to be a huge dick. Yeah, I think so. It's weird when they put the brakes on a storyline because it's done. Like, you know, 50 run, 50 issue 50 run. 50 run, yeah. Many years Mortal of Hulk, it. And then yeah. you're like, oh, that's done. What are we going to do next? You know? Right. Yeah. And it's hard to follow up something like the Mortal Hulk because it was just gangbusters popular. And it really good. was. And, and it, it was something that Marvel had never really completely delved into, especially with the yeah. Hulk. But and the fun thing about being a comic book collector is they didn't think it was going to be great. They didn't think it was going to be this thing. It's supposed and, to be 16 issues. And so, yeah, yeah, 16 issues. So they didn't print a whole lot of, especially like the first number one or whatever. Oh, well, I've yeah. got one. And so do I. Those things are valuable now, man. Uh, number one, number two, number First. one, and number two, or yeah, number Dr. four. Doctor Fry, yeah, yeah, that one's really expensive. Which is a character from the show from the seventies, right? And so it's a really interesting thing to, 
as as collectors, I think that we all enjoy that moment where we're already on board something oh, and yeah. somebody else missed the train. This goes all the way back to high school. I remember right. like, like knowing about bands. Like I've listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers years right. before anybody listens to Under the Bridge or Give It Away or you know, Californication or whatever. Right. So as soon as they got popular, I was like screw this crappy band you know like like i was in on the floor level you know i'm so much cooler there's something about it and i don't know what it is but i was on that floor level yeah yeah for yeah, that and absolutely that immortal and hulk i was i've been a hulk fan my whole life me too and i think that's why it was is mm-hmm. I, i've never really been into horror but it, it was definitely a horror book hulk in its own was like yeah. body horror and it was gross but i enjoyed the shit out of it yeah it was very good so hopefully i, I mean right that. away that 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 robber Murders that little girl and and Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, and you're like, oh, this is a Marvel book. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. All right. Um. So, so would you read number two? I'm absolutely going to read number two. We'll see how long I stick on. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that. I don't think Ryan Otley is my favorite artist. Issue two is going to be a big decider for a lot of people I feel because mm-hmm. yeah. the first one gives you enough but I don't feel like it was a as heavy a payoff as a lot of number ones can be right like you know, not all the way out of the park but enough to be like I gotta see what okay. happens alright I'll try two issues yeah, yeah and he I feel, does the Hulk I mean he does oh, the his Hulk his Hulk great. is exactly who I want the Hulk to be a nasty right. big the chunky beef splash boy. page where he with the Bruce army. Banner realizes that he's gotta piss off the Hulk yeah. In order to fight who he has to fight here. Yeah. So he sends in a whole army of helicopters and stuff to, to battle him. And, I love and what it that just... does is it causes, because we're watching the, the mental embodiments of the Hulk within Hulk Bruce Banner's brain. And so so Bruce Banner just sends in an army to fight him so that the actual physical Hulk gets stronger and matter. Because right, right yeah. now, Bruce is not pissed off. He's as pissed off as he's going to be. Yeah. Right. So he can't make the Hulk bigger and stronger. Yeah. So what he does is he sends in a whole battalion of tanks, and he's probably gonna, you know, mess with him in other ways. And right. You know, and make- that's what I love about this. Just in the corner, it just says "Infinite Armies." <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. He's it's, just gonna it's do that. It's similar to that scene wants. in Avengers One where where he just looks and goes, "I'm always mad," and then he punches a giant. Right. Yeah. Space worm. Space yeah, whale. Chitari or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Chitari. Um. But yeah, I. I I'm on board for number two at the very least. I'm Me probably too. on board just because it's Hulk. Um, but I I've, have that I, disease. I did that with Captain America, and I stopped doing that. And I think I'm with the better off for coats. It. My problem yeah. with the yeah. Tanahisi coats yeah. was that it wasn't different from Mark White. What Mark Wade had no, just done. It was a little dry. It was. It felt. It. It. Yeah. It felt Wade. It was like okay. Where. Where is this going? Oh. N- nowhere nowhere <laughs> yeah well but, we're back to what we were used to from it, captain america exactly and i yeah. love cap in the mcu he's right. arguably my favorite character Mine i too. mean i, I would have to i can't think of anybody i like better yeah seriously yeah no um, in the mcu yeah stellar in yeah. the comic books i could give two squirts of piss they about keep captain they yeah. keep just phoning it in and they're just like they they have such a narrow lane that they keep him in but it's hard I think not to write secret something empire, good that, like, secret empire secret bold yeah try i really they liked were like, it let's do something crazy with captain america they did it and everybody hated it yeah, yeah that's cuz be- comic fans have an idea anyways uh i'm also on for number 2 um i'll probably be on for the first you know story arc mm-hmm. right and that'll give me a good idea as to whether or not i I'm going to keep going on. I am curious. But, you know, it's funny comparing this to House of Slaughter. House of Slaughter gave me more for an issue one than this did. Okay. You know, so I'm a little I'm a little hungrier for issue two of House of Slaughter number two. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's still like, 
yeah, no, there's an, there, I have enough questions where I'm like, okay, where is this going? But I'm not as confident it's going to deliver as hard as House of Slaughter is. Right. You know? Like I, I mean, feel, not, but with the writer, I feel like it's going to exactly. It's, yeah, it's Donny Cates has maybe where Donny Cates has earned that goodwill, right? So yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Sweet. So we're all on for issue two. All on for issue two. All up in that. All up in there. Well, everybody, I hope you're doing great out there. And uh, remember, like they said, there's an effect and it pickles up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made a bad joke on purpose just so you could use that sound bite. Uh, no, I didn't. But, no. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, well deserved, though. And we will see you on the next one. Oh, that was hilarious. I didn't understand what you were even saying. Oh man. Heck yeah.